All right, so this episode of Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Otis's Automotive Shop and Psychedelic Dispensary. Do you like tripping balls? Do you like getting your oil changed? When you're under your kitchen sink fixing a leak, do you find yourself getting lost in the magical forest of Avalon hunting minotaurs while you're suddenly brought back to reality by a fairy pissing on your forehead only to find that the pipe you just broke has been gushing water onto your face for the last three hours? Well, if you checked any of those boxes, let the druggies at Otis's fix your car. Pop into Otis's for an oil change and watch one of their trained mechanics patiently lie under your car looking up at the engine as he, you guessed it, trips balls and searches for the engine and the angel <laughs> warrior and the angel warrior that just flew around the carburetor. <laughs> Enjoy a complimentary bag of shrooms for your first oil change and join in the fun with the mechanic under your car as sparks fly around the highly flammable materials surrounding you and everybody in the shop. Otis's automotive shop, automotive shop and psychedelic dispensary. You may or may not leave with an oil change, but hey, did you really need it in the first place? <laughs> Probably. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely need an oil I change. <laughs> Uh. You the agent in charge of the case? That's right. What can I do for you? I'm here because I can't live with what I know anymore. Listen, this may sound a little bit crazy, but I know who the God's Hand Killer is. What makes you think that? You hadn't even heard me out yet, and already you doubt me. They were raised to obey their father. Go to Sukoma. To love him. To trust him. Night, boys. Sleep tight. Don't let those bed bugs bite. Until. Wake up. I've got something to tell you. Hey, what's wrong? There are demons among us. I can see the demons while other people can. I'm scared, Dad. Nothing that crazy could be real. The angel told me that God would be sending weapons. Maybe you just dreamed it. Maybe you're not right in the head. God will be sending a list of the first seven demons. These are people's names. And they'll look like people. They're not. Dad made up this whole thing. Do you understand? Well, if it has to be done, it has to be done. Is that true? Why would I make it up? It's all a big lie. I don't want to run away. You are hiding something from me. What is it you think I'm hiding? When I lay my hands on them, I'll reveal them for what they truly are. I got a pretty good idea what them bodies are. I'll tell. Craziest thing I've heard in a long time. Ah! Check the Rose Garden. I don't believe a word of it. But it's true. Bill Paxton. Those were demons. Why can't you see that? Matthew McConaughey. Tell me the truth. Sometimes truth defies reason. You're crazy! Only demons should fear me. You're not a demon, are you? understand trailers just giving away the entire movie or <clears throat> setting up the entire movie i don't know how you do a trailer for this movie without giving all of that away but i feel like that was extremely informative Welcome to Bev's Video Kingdom, guys. 
I'm excited. My name's Zach. I am the guy that picked the movie this week. I picked Frailty, 2001 movie directed by Bill Paxton. We're starring Bill Paxton, Matthew McConaughey, Powers Booth, and the two kids in the movie are Matt O'Leary and Jeremy Sumter. And I want to get something out of the way here. The way we do things on Bev's Video Kingdom here is we're going to talk about this movie. There's going to be spoilers. There is going to be... I mean, this movie came out in 2001. If you're looking to not get this movie spoiled for you on this podcast, you should not be listening right now. So turn it off. Or you could just watch the trailer and then it could get spoiled for you. (laughs) But... Anyways, this was Bill Paxton's first movie that he ever directed. He also starred in it, which is also, which is always a crazy move that guys make to me, especially on their first movie. It's like, let's, let's concentrate on one thing here, guy. Although I love this movie, um, budget $11 million at grossed worldwide, $17 million, a little rough. He also, we'll talk about it later. He also made one other movie that lost a bunch of money, so (laughs) I, I can see why he didn't make a bunch more movies, um, but this is kind of a dark thriller, uh, lots of twists, lots of turns. I mean, we'll get into it later, but there's literally like six twists, I think, uh, throughout the movie to where the first time I saw it, it wasn't as impactful as the second or third time that I watched it. Um, I re- you really notice some different things when you when you rewatch this movie. Although I do think it, it, I think it gets you pretty good on the first time that you watch it. I know a couple of you guys hadn't seen it, so I'm curious to know uh, what your thoughts are. So you, you mentioned like the six turns and twists. Like I felt like I was waiting for them the entire movie, and then it's like they just said, "Now we're just going to throw them all at you." It was like at the very end. I mean, honestly, I was getting like I, I, I paused it at one point and I saw there was like 20 minutes left. And I'm like okay, there's going to be some twists coming here. Like, what's going on? And all of a sudden, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. Okay, this is all the sh- crazy twists. But see, they gave them all to us, but they didn't give them all to us actually at once. And so it was like a, a, a like a just, like a, a fast, medium pace reveal, which was just <laughs> too slow, and but also a little too fast. Like, I was like, I wanted them to blow my doors off. Like, I wanted to all of a sudden be like, you know, I want to know at the same time that like he's not the brother that he says he is that he that it really is all true that it like right. I want to like they kind of draw that out a little bit they draw all those it's like there are six things that are really one thing if you do it better and for me like I think if they had done it better it would have felt more impactful um I liked I liked it I like the uh I like the uh I mean for the most part there's definitely things that I have issues with and as much as I love uh Bill Paxton um, got some got some issues with old Billy's performance in this. He, he doesn't have a director to tell him like dial it back a little, Bill. <laughs> Bill, bring it, reel it in a little bit, bud. Um, and I like McConaughey. And what was fun was to kind of watch this. Now that you know, I don't know if we've all seen True Detective at this point, but to to see McConaughey in this role, um, narrating a drama, like we all know that he was kind of this was. Um, the start of him trying to get out of the romance and the um, the rom-coms and trying to get into more edgier stuff. This was like at the start around 2001, 2000, he did um, U571. After this, he did Reign of Fire, and then he was trying. And then we all know where he got to, which I'm a huge McConaughey guy. So even though there's some flaws in his um, a little bit, 
Um, he didn't, he wasn't there yet to true detective status, but it was cool to see him in that role too. Um, and it just, it was a unique story. I think it felt like a mist in some areas, but it was, it was fun to watch because it's different from what I usually watch too. So I, I had a good time watching it. Were you waiting for him the whole time when he's being interviewed by the cop to start, just like ask for a six pack of Lone Beer. Star and start to uh, start making animal, <laughs> animal figures yes, out of it? I was waiting for it the whole time. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I remember the first time I saw this movie and, uh, you know, I was obviously younger. I think I was like 18 or 19. It's not like one that I saw in the theater, but at the same time, it was uh, it was really impactful for me. I, I really liked it. I like the, you know, there's sort of in <clears throat> flashbacks and voiceover and McConaughey and, you know, all these different things that I that I really dig. And I just enjoyed the ride that it kind of takes you on. And it's, you know, there's no real sex in this movie. There's no, honestly, there's no insane violence. I mean, there's there's violence, but it doesn't really show it. It's not gory. Um, it's not necessarily scary. I think there's one jump scare that might get some people. But uh, I did feel, in my, in my opinion, like it was a, like it was an impactful movie. I felt like they they did what they set out to do. And I feel like it would have been really easy for him to make this movie super cheesy. And I don't think it comes off as cheesy. Maybe certain parts might be a little bit, uh, have some cheese factor to them. But I, I think that it would have been really easy to make some different calls as a director for Bill on his first movie ever while also trying to act in this super demanding uh, part that it could have gotten cheesy pretty quick. I don't know. What do Are you, you giving Bill an out right there? Are you giving Bill an out right there? <laughs> I'll say who keeps it from being kind of cheesy is is surprisingly those kid actors do yeah. a decent job like Younger with the wrong especially. kid act with the wrong kid actors it could be really just a cheesy terrible movie but i, I thought they actually for for kid actors did pretty a solid job what did you think of the movie as a whole nate <laughs> you said on the text you're like i have thoughts so <laughs> i expected to hate the experience of watching this movie because you thought it was gonna be much more intense than and it I, actually was and right i did hate the experience of watching this movie <laughs> But no, not, you didn't. But not for the reasons that I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I kind of, I got to admit, so, I was like, this is going to be right up Nate's alley. I think it's going to surprise him. He's going to so, like so it. So I expected to hate it because I was like, this is a Zach pick. It's going to scare the shit out of me. I intentionally watched it. I binge watched it in 10 minute segment, segments during the day <laughs> so that I wouldn't be scared. Felt really disjointed. I don't know. <laughs> Changes underwear at least five times. So I, so I thought it was going to be scary or gory, and I kept waiting for it and waiting for it. That didn't come. But like in the first five minutes, I wrote down, so far, this feels like a bad episode of Law & Order. Oh, no. <laughs> so my take, and there are some redeeming things here, but I really didn't. So, so, so here, here's my thematic comment. You guys will know if you don't already that I am not somebody who gives two shits about like, you know, the beauty of most films, the camera angles, the zooms, the movement of the camera. I don't even notice that shit most of the time. I'm sure I do and it soak it in, but I don't hear, I don't like, I would never verbalize it. And it was distractingly bad for me in this. So what I couldn't figure out was, were they, was he going for something or did he just really suck? <laughs> Because it was terrible, dude. Like, I, I thought the graininess it made, it made it look like kind of like a '70s movie, and I almost it felt like he very was much going like for this like kind of movie. like '70s yeah. slasher. And he, it, he may very wasn't. well have, and maybe I just haven't seen enough of those movies to like feel nostalgic. But I was like, I thought we left this kind of bullshit in the '70s. It was. I just I thought the camera work was the camera work. I thought the like 
all the, I mean, almost the sets, like, you know, we talked about the Rose Garden a little and joked, but like, it looked like something that was like built on the stage at our high school, you know, like I was like, really? Oh, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> I think there's definitely a choice that was being made for the way that it was shot, but I didn't find it aesthetically. One example. One example. Well, so, so there's, there's this one scene where the, uh, let's see. Well, the entire opening sequence is terrible, but uh, so so there's this one scene where where the the they're sitting at the kitchen table and the camera is kind of looking over Paxton, sort of over across Paxton at the at the the older son from an angle, and he's not looking at the camera. Camera's dead still, and like the the son clearly like all of a sudden is starting to feel very like disconnected from the the dad are like you know very worried or it's kind of early in his hysteria and the camera just totally set just slowly kind of like not even that slow kind of at a again like a, a medium a problematic medium pace <laughs> too slow <laughs> like just like zooms in on him with it's like terrible music over and i was just like damn this is like straight off of some fucking after school movie like this was really bad <laughs> did we I, watch the same movie oh my god i i was like it was distracting so yeah th- there are some things i liked which we'll get to but i definitely thought that this was not well directed i thought the dialogue was pretty terrible in a lot of places so i yeah i thought the acting was bad i thought mcconaughey was bad <laughs> you thought mcconaughey was bad I interesting because i thought I love mcconaughey i didn't think he was bad I didn't think he was bad, but like I've, I'm with Nick. So well, like, that's what, cause we know where he yeah, ended like, up. So it's hard True to... detective McConaughey is as good as it ever gets anywhere for anybody for me. And like this, so one of the things I liked is like, I think, you know, this is him trying, you know, trying some things, trying. but I definitely wasn't like now I see McConaughey and even some before that he carries things. And this one, I was kind of like, yeah, take it literally. Zach, I, I think I'll defend you here. Cause in the, I feel like if you watched a second time, knowing what his character is actually doing, right. And why he's there, mm-hmm. I think you get a little bit different read off of, of his acting because, yeah. like, he's he's planning to kill this man. Like, yeah, I mean that's that's no, his I whole mean, intention. And 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 in and, and fairness, like, I haven't given enough thought probably to like looking back at that. And so I agree that I probably I bet I would like it the second better the second time. But we'll never I know. Never. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta still get to body bag. So like. <laughs> uh. I mean, I, I get everything that you're saying, and and when you watch it, it's definitely dated as far as you know the special effects, you know the angel scene under the car, which I really dig. No, I actually, I mean, I'm talking, I mean, the commercial talk shit on it, but I actually like that, and I, I wish too. that maybe there was a little bit. More. A little bit more like psychedelic. Well, to start uh, the kind of seeing what he's seeing, yeah. Go ahead. I don't know. I do think that 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 Paxton overacts in this movie. I do think that uh, that maybe the the aesthetic of it isn't perfect. I think the weakest parts of the movie are the very beginning in the FBI headquarters, and uh, you know, kind of the the revelation that 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 happens there. The guy, you know. But as I said, I think this. I think I think it pays off. It pays off everything that it sets up. I love the the the. We'll talk about it later. I, I love the flashback voiceover talking about when he's a kid and his brother and the brother dynamic. And I was just gonna. I mean, we have two guys here. Me and Nate have basically this, the exact same upbringing as like middle class white guys with a br- sister that was like three years younger than us, and that's all we had in our family pretty much. Uh, but we've got two guys here that both had brothers growing up. They were both a similar age. Like you would be 
the older brother to Vinny, mm-hmm. and you would be the older brother. Bro- oh, the younger brother to Andrew. Okay, so yeah. you guys have two kind of different views on it. So I just I'm curious to know because I mean the the question that this movie left me asking is like, what do you do as a kid when your dad? And obviously, by all accounts. Bill Paxton is a great dad. Like they, they try and show that like he's a single dad. He works hard. He makes sure they eat well, and he's taking care of these boys, right? And then he loses his freaking mind. And what do you do as like the older brother? Like put yourself in the older brother's shoes. Like say your dad comes home one day or whatever. I had an epiphany. God has called me to kill these demons and you realize that your dad's talking about killing real people. He's writing down people's names that like live in the town over, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, ah, man, I I don't know what you do besides what this kid does, which is a pretty realistic depiction of it. I mean, maybe you go to the cops earlier, but he goes to the cops and the cops are just like, ah, you're a stupid little kid. You know, let's go take you back to your dad. And like, you're obvious, you know what I mean? Obviously, you know, he ends up killing the cop and all that, but, um, I don't know. What do you guys what do you guys think about that? And and especially the dynamic of your little brother buying in immediately and being like, We're killing demons. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm probably doing everything I can to just get him if I'm dragging him out of the house. Like I'm probably just running away. I think so. And I'm probably running away. I'm probably bouncing. And then um it just going to the cops would be tough to like turn my, my dad in exactly. right away when he's just talking about stuff, you know what I mean? Like Okay, so maybe he's like le- legit gone crazy, but I that'd be hard to go to the cops immediately. But to run away and to kind of bounce out and like give Pop some time to like cool off and get less crazy, um, that would be like my first thought is to like get me and my brother out of the situation as quickly as possible, whether my little brother wants to or not, and just manhandle him. Cause you know, I mean, there he was a little bit, he was a good size. Get him out bigger. He might have been able to like, oh, drag been able him to for sure. But it, you know, would it cause a ruckus? Maybe they wake, wake packs him up. Maybe they don't make it. But um, maybe I'm going chloroform. You know I think there's I mean? a certain amount of like inherent trust in your parents that you have to question yourself, right? I mean, you have to be like, am I the one that's being crazy? Because Dad seems to really well, believe this. And I don't want to get into body bags, but, but like, I I give that kid like props for like how quickly he kind of assessed the situation. He let his dad go on a little bit, right, for a second. Yeah. Like, he questioned it immediately, but then, you know, he, his, his, dad, his dad came in and said a few extra things, and then he slowly kind of got there. It wasn't immediate, like, oh, I got to go to the cops first time he says it. Right. And um, I wouldn't have gone as far. I mean, the older brother, as much as he objected to it, he kind of hangs around with his dad to do things as much as he objected. Right. I probably That's why I probably would have separated, because I wouldn't have been able to, like, be around and like, I mean, he watched him, his dad like kill two people. Yeah. Like one person. <laughs> what do you think, Brad? Would you have been like, come on, Andrew, let's do it. Dad, dad's <laughs> into it. doing it. We just watched, uh, what did you watch? Dust Till Dawn. And we're- <laughs> God spoke to me too. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's, it's interesting because like just within my own family dynamic, there's been some, some differing perspectives on religion. And, and I think at an older age, it's easier to deal with. Um, at a younger age, it might've been more difficult and obviously not anything to anywhere near this extreme, but it's just like, I, I, I think at different stages, I was the younger brother, um, trusted my dad fully. My dad's a good dad. And so it's like, I don't know. It, 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 I, I can't imagine. I think that's the one thing I did like about this movie is just thinking like, wow, what if that was the situation? Like, how do you deal with that? And, and it, it doesn't even have to be as far as like murdering people. It just could be like, they, they, I mean, obviously, politics and things like that nowadays. If somebody 
who you trust is, is telling you things that you just really feel are not right. It's like, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of families going through that today and that's, it's gotta be difficult. I mean, for even for young kids. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Nate, even without, even without a brother and that own experience of having a brother, like, what do you think about your dad comes in and tells you, Hey, I've had a vision from God, but you're, I mean, I think there's an age. I don't yeah, know. I mean, so this is, I mean, this is a great point you guys raised here, right? And like, maybe, you know, how old do you think the kids are here, right? That's the thing is they're like, so it's like, there's kid, a lot, there's a point, 10? right? Like maybe this is the, I mean, maybe this is the point that Paxson's sort of making, right? Or the, or the screenwriter is like, there's a break point, right? It's, like when you're young enough, shit, shit you don't know. You'll do like, whatever. I think right? it's like eight years old. I think Legitimately, yeah, at eight. After eight, you're like, dad's eight, crazy. Not, Before eight, eight, you're like, we're killing demons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? hundred percent, yeah. No, at eight, you're just like, yeah, who, who do I kill? Give me, the, yeah. give me Otis. Give me Otis. Give me Otis. Which one's the demon, daddy? Which one's the demon? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I think that's great. And the older one, you know, is he old enough to then, like, really question it? I guess, you know, if I have to... My hunch is like that he's probably not, you know, like I actually think that parents grip on kids lasts a little longer. I mean, what's that kid? 13. He's 12, he's 12, 13. Yeah. And, so, and I, you know, yeah, by high school, by high school, you know, he's yeah, not even I, high school. I, as he's the like, parent of, as the like parent, sixth, of, seventh grade, seventh, yeah. as the parent seventh. of teenagers, I feel like they'll throw your ass under the bus pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you know, that you don't have to tell them that you're going to kill demons. You're yeah. just like, you know, it'd probably be really great if you'd put your dish. Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> I'm calling CPS. You literally just described half my job. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think there's an age at which they would really seriously start to question you killing demons. But, I, I yeah, this is a good – I mean, I, I, I'm not sure that this kid's that age, but it does a nice job of kind of representing that dynamic. Right? There's a point at which you just – you buy in, and there's a point at which you stop, you know. And it also kind of prevents you from kind of thinking that Adam is, is, you know, you're like, man, if Adam's watching him kill these people, he would, he would obviously eventually be like, this is not right, you know? But, and then at the end, it kind of says that Adam is seeing what the dad's seeing. Right. He's, he he's, he's seeing the... So he's much more convinced than the other kid who's not seeing any of this. Um, cause you know, I, that convinces you right there. Once you have your first psychic vision, when your dad touches the late the nurse that he grabbed from the parking garage and mm-hmm. threw into his unmarked van and took him to your uh, to your shed dungeon, I think at that point you're like, okay, what are we doing here, Dad? Uh, and then once you see the vision of, oh, I don't remember what she did. What she is, slitted some dude's throat. Yeah, it made me laying wonder whether or not the guy's throat. I, I wonder if she was really a nurse or if she was like a stripper with a nurse outfit on because she's like laying in bed <laughs> with like a cutthroat. It was a real juxtaposition for me because uh, when they show her first turn around, I was like, oh, she's beautiful, uh-huh. but uh, she's terrifying. A lot of mascara on the ground like, when she's all when she's all tied up. It's it's it's. I think that's one of the most impactful scenes in the movie when they walk outside and they see the dad's got a woman tied up on the ground. Around, and they're yeah. like bring her into the shed we're gonna kill her and it's like <laughs> holy shit yeah because because when you he looks out the window and sees this kind of like lifeless looking form and i think it kind of teases you like he you're gonna see he, you know you're gonna go out there expecting it's yes. body and carpet of something else and he's like nope that's a fucking chick tied up yeah. on the ground with a yeah. with a you know tape over and, I, and if dad brings home the skinny dude the first time exactly. the skinny like crazy guy then it's like kids come by and like oh these are evil guys it's but. much more impactful <laughs> that it's a woman i think that was definitely a conscious decision and, on and then an part. old and then an old man they wanted him to take mm-hmm. the woman yeah. part out is what i read is that they were like this is this is too much this woman and he's like that's the point this is right. supposed to be crazy crazy yeah he said something he's, about walkouts at the at the the first screening like, exactly as soon as they showed the woman on the ground some people walked out and he's like yeah that was kind of a trip and then mm-hmm. he killed kind of a decrepit old man mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, the one tweaker dude, like, I mean, we could just, we could just take him out, <laughs> uh, whether we're, whether we're hunting demons or not. Um, I mean, honestly, the sheriff demon or not, was kind of a shithead. <laughs> the sheriff or the FBI guy, no, the sheriff. The sheriff oh yeah, 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 yeah. The sheriff yeah, guy. The like, sheriff guy that doesn't listen like, to the kid at all. Stupid kid. He, he's like, I killed a dad. I killed a man tonight, Fenton. And he's <laughs> like, You've killed three. <laughs> he's like, Those were demons. <laughs> and that's one of his overact. He's real overactory right there. He's just like, Aah! he gets a little crazy. Uh... Uh, okay, so. Let's move on to our first uh, set of categories here. We're going to go shag, snag, body bag. But I know you guys know exactly what we're talking about. We're going to throw it over to Nick first. He's going to tell us who he would shag from this movie. Maybe not who. Who, uh, what, 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 where, what. when. So um, I'm shifting gate last second decision um, to the narrator. The narrator kind of the, the flashbacks. Um, that whole uh, design for a movie, um, always a big fan for it. It sucks you in pretty pretty quick. This movie does movie, it does move kind of quick into Paxton coming into the um, kitchen, telling him what's happening. I remember looking at the minutes and like I think it was, I might have been off. It might have been like twenty minutes in. By so that far. time, Paxton's in. You know what's going on, and then the rest of it kind of rolls from there. But the narrator, um, kind of. The voiceover, the story, and the flashbacks. I'm a big fan of that. And when it comes to um, a thriller um, like this, um, I thought it worked. I thought it worked really nice. So that design of a movie—that's what I'm shagging. I love it. What do you think, Brad? Um, I'm shagging making a movie more dramatic than it should be with like music and lighting, and not necessarily in a good way for this movie. It's just like if you have a movie that on its on its own. It's kind of boring for some of it. It's just kind of a slow movie, and and yet they're going to make it just feel a little bit more scary and thrilling with the, the lighting, the music. Like when he's when uh, McConaughey is in the back of the car when they're driving to the uh, the Rose Garden, and it's like the the light flashing across his face. It's like it's kind of cliche, but at the same time, I kind of was like, it's good. They're, they're setting some mood, and they're trying to make it a little bit more intense. And and again, I I, I got to give respect to the uh, the editors and the people in the. We're going to be uh, uh, cinematographers. People are going to make it look a little bit better because I think they kind of realize this movie's kind of slow unless we uh, <laughs> spice like, it up a little the bit. The fuck did Paxton do here? <laughs> More fog in the rose garden. <laughs> <laughs> Pump it in the fog, guys. Get that light on it. It's got to. It's got to look real nice and thick. Pump that fog. <laughs> Nate, what are you? What are you shagging from here? Pass. <laughs> Nothing. No, I'm just. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, let's see. So. I'm going to shag. I'm going to shag an axe named Otis. So I generally dig the idea that like you've got an inanimate object that has a name that plays such a significant role in the movie. I was actually trying to think of other movies that had this kind of thing. There's some movies with cars that it's like the general wider the lightning bat from the many various gun. Yes, exactly. Peacemaker, yeah, Boomstick, but, Army of Darkness. Yeah. Yes. So, so I, I like that. That's a fun little thing. I love the name Otis. There's lots of stories about how supposedly the axe got the name Otis. Um, it was, I, I read one that Paxson like w- was filming or looking for film locations in Pasadena 
wanted to help out a homeless guy. The homeless guy wouldn't take charity, so he asked if he could buy his name to use on the axe for his movie. And supposedly the guy let him. I don't know. Anyway, I dug it. That dude saw the movie later. He's like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm giving that money back. No, that guy's still taught the wall he's sitting next to. He's telling all about it. Paxton gave that guy the the axe. The axe is named after me, me and Paxton. (laughs) This axe. Uh, So I I like the axe. I like an axe name. That's a good call. I, I, I I think mine is for sure the the twisty turny twist ending movie all my favorite movies all my favorite directors everybody you know you kind of come up in the drama thriller game and you got to have a bunch of good twists you know early m night Shyamalan, prestige uh fight club hereditary the game all my favorite movies are twisty turny multiple turns you don't the best ones are the ones you don't know what's going to happen and God, I feel I don't know. Did you guys get did you guys get twisted by any of the twists? Did you guys when you first watched, were you like, oh, obviously this is real, and obviously McConaughey's the other brother, and obviously blah blah blah. It all took me by surprise. And even when I first watched it, I didn't even get part of the twist where he was the different brother when I saw it originally until I watched it again. And I was like, Oh, he's just an unreliable narrator. That's so, so, so that's, this was part of my like complaint was that like when he drops the like, well, not if you're talking to Adam, right. It's right, right. too subtle. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. But it, so I, you know, like I picked it up, but I was kind of like, man, that was a fucking wet fart of a reveal <laughs> for, for the big twist. <laughs> I think like, on the second on. on the second watch it makes I, I I don't know I think I think it definitely makes it better you kind of are like oh I, I kind of I, I see where they're going now but yeah I agree maybe a little bit maybe a little bit subtle maybe a little bit drawn out but uh, I was man surprised. I feel like they hit yeah exactly I feel like they hit over and over again all I was the way surprised about that one for sure yeah I mean, I'll so- just I would just say that I was hoping for some type of twist because if there was no like kind of big twist i was gonna be like god damn this is a boring movie oh really (laughs) see i love the i love the is he or isn't he crazy uh type type thought throughout the whole movie i mean the whole time i'm i'm thinking it's just as good a movie to me if it's not real i i think i think the you know that one of the alternate endings that is the easiest alternate ending is that it's all it's he's just a crazy person, right? I mean, there's there's no reveal at the end. There's no like showing that oh, like there's all these supernatural things going on. It's just that Paxton's a crazy guy and had this, some sort of psychotic break and got his kids to help him kill people. And then you know, kind of the chain reaction that happens after that when you tell a six year old that we're going to go kill demons and then all of a sudden they become serial killers too. Um, that's why I was calling it the Sandlot for serial killers because <laughs> of the. Good uh, I like the. Yeah, I like the. I like the idea of the the flashbacks and the voiceover uh, as a la the Sandlot. But uh, I mean, as we were talking about earlier, so you have all these different. Anyways, my shag is all the different reveals. I mean, he reveals that he's on a mission from God that you don't see coming. He reveals his true identity. He reveals through the flashbacks and you realize that it's all real. And then he ends up being the sheriff at the end. And the guy comes in and you see that he's the sheriff. The girl that works there is his lady. I love it. All right, moving on. We're going to move on to the snag category. What part of this movie do you want to take home to mama and keep forever under your pillow? Um, mine, my snag is pretty simple and it's uh dad's not killing their kids. Uh, <laughs> just the idea that, you know, uh, he, he got, I, I think it's obvious that he got him on the list and he didn't want to do it. And, uh, he decided not to kill his kids. So, so. Like, fuck you. You're going to stay in a basement for a month. <laughs> You're going to stay in solitary and do nothing but drink water. 
So yeah, well, I won't I, kill you. I, I know it's a very uh, uh, controversial stance, but I'm on the uh, pro, <laughs> pro not killing your sons. Like that's that's a pretty good uh, pretty good thing to uh, hold on to. My God, we're reaching for things yeah. to snag. What do you think? <laughs> that's <mate>? a good <laughs> so so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna snag. I'm gonna sna- I'm gonna do a sort of a, a, a cascade of snag. I'm gonna snag the general theme of of uh, vigilante justice. Um, and I'm going to, in this movie, particularly, I'm going to snag the uncertain, like the, the best of the reveals or the best of like flips is that you really do not, you, you, you because you, you think he's crazy. You also think he's doing these terrible things. And in fact, they, by the end they're like, you know, that he's, he's, you know, according to this, right. Doing God's work and killing all these terrible people. And vigilante justice if you think too hard about it it gets more complicated but i sure like it when they make it simple for me on in the movies <laughs> so like you know it makes it reminds me of like dexter or Unbra- you know the, the tv show dexter which is like really fun you know sort of complicated vigilante you know get bad people or uh or unbreakable right so so the only way that vigilante justice works for people with morals like us is if you have proof that the person is a bad person, right? A demon. There's no, there's no. Dexter doesn't work if he doesn't thoroughly vet the people that he's killing. Right. You just think he's a psycho, right? So that's why this movie kind of keeps you on the edge because you you don't see the proof until the very end. You're and, like, and I will definitely, I definitely will snag that part of it. That, that that's that's the the thread in here that I think is the most redeeming. I'm gonna skip in front of Nick really quick, and I'm gonna snag Matt McConaughey just doing his accent. And twirling his fingers and just being interviewed by police i love every second of it i can't believe you guys think that he wasn't as good as he is in everything else in this i thought he was great i mean at at a certain point he's shirtless on the couch and kind of leans up and he has those side abs and he's got like the <laughs> a lot of acting yeah he's that's got the, like that's the, the only thing anyone cares about he's got like the dick root where like the, you see like the, the root <laughs> i believe they call you they call those fuck me muscles yeah whatever whatever they call them it's doing it for me. I'm snagging all of that, all that mechanic. <laughs> all that he's got. Root. What you got? <laughs> what you snagging? Um, I'm glad you jumped in front of me from that. You really, you really <laughs> snagged that dick root. I had dick root top of my list. I had dick root underlined. <laughs> Stole that thunder. Um, so I'm like conflicted on it, but I know I like it because I don't watch a lot of horror movie thriller. But I was a fan of Tales from the Crypt back in the day. And there's definitely moments in this movie that take me back to Tales from the Crypt episodes and the fucking ray of light shining through the barn, highlighting Otis on that stump is totally Tales from the Crypt. And I'm kind of realizing it now. And I, as much as it's B-movie shit, I dig, I dig it because it turns the movie into, uh, into that. It turns into something that kind of channels that um, like you're saying, the '70s horror um, flick, um, and I dug Tales from the Crypt, and they were different. Um, they were unique stories, and they were different from Twilight Zone. And so it's that whole kind of vibe that this movie tries to push, and you know, and, and, and misses in some ways. But in the way that it misses, it misses like a lot of Tales from the Crypt and the B movies yes. missed. And that's in acting. <laughs> that's in the way that it's shot. It's in some of the imperfections in in editing and things like that, and it's in the graininess too. And so, uh, 
Yeah, that's my snag. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is kind of a different category, but it's 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 really. You mentioned Unbreakable, and I haven't stopped thinking about that. And it, it, I mean, this is really a superhero movie if you think about it. I mean, if you're into killing yeah. bad guys, I mean, which we are. Paxton and uh, and his brood are just kind of uh, he's just Constantine. Kind of, I, I got a question yeah. for the director at that point. When we, when we get to that drinking with the director, I got a question for the director. I mean, he cast himself as the. Anyways. All right, all right, moving on to uh, apparently going to be a very popular category tonight, <laughs> and that is the body bag category. I'm going to go first so that you gentlemen can expound extensively, and uh, I am going to go with Powers Booth Mother as the uh, FBI guy. I thought he was kind of dry, a bad actor, but the mom killing scene... <laughs> Is probably the worst part of the movie for me. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> the like blood sort of splatter. I said everything's I wrote, very white. Killing mom for apparently not starching his shirt properly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> mom, you bleached the film bleached that we were filming film. this murder scene on. Everything's super white. I, I don't starch. get it. I, I had that for Dream with the director. I was going to say, why the fuck did he kill his mom? Like, yes, there's what? no explanation for why he killed his mom. Because she forgot to trim his side, fucking long sideburns. <laughs> it's probably because she Starts was... the shit out of his tidy wife. One of the uglier women that I've ever seen. And I think that he oh, was probably right. ridiculed as a child. Is that going to get us canceled, saying that woman's ugly? No. Oh, your I face was saying, is... I was agreeing with you. I'm glad. I'm glad. Because he had the big old huge pompadour like comb over. Yeah. Because it had to be a flashback. So he had to have it, you know, but the the killer. The full head of hair. Whether intentional or unintentional, when McConaughey says, I can tell he's got, she's got your eyes or something, or you've got her eyes or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, they literally look identical. They look like they both can play linebacker for the (laughs) He's got the. That actually was Powers Booth playing his mother. (laughs) (laughs) He's got this FBI mind. He makes it the FBI, but. He just decides to stab her in the middle of the backyard, yes. like on a sunny day. Exactly, like, it was like it. He's like, no way, anybody will get any forensic evidence off all these white sheets around. <laughs> <laughs> They're just splattered with my mother's blood. Uh, yeah, he, Paxton pulled that out of his ass. A seasoned FBI agent, and he's like, "All right, stranger, let's go for a ride in the middle of the night to uh, the where you say that all the bodies garden. are buried in the in the rose garden." But, and but first, before. It, and I won't bother to search you, but throw these cuffs on. Yeah. <laughs> and if he's a cold-blooded killer, he's killing McConaughey in the Rose Garden when they get out of the car. Like, if he's killing sure. his mom, he's shanking mom. He's capping McConaughey in the head it's as soon dark, as he walks bro. out It's way car. too dark for his killing. Well, they wouldn't show it. it. He likes they wouldn't real, show it. No, he likes a real bright out. <laughs> they would pan right, and I then you hear the gunshot. Yeah, can't <laughs> kill anybody in this light. <laughs> Oh, uh, Nate, what are you, what are you body bagging? Are we, should we, uh, Nate, what are you not body bagging? Oh yeah. Shorter list. Um, <laughs> no, I, this is an easy one. I mean, I mean, it's comprehensive, but I'm going to body bag Paxton. So here, here's a weird, so I, I don't think it was an overact just strictly. I think it was an over innocence. Like Paxton plays the role like way too innocent. And I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples of why, like it doesn't work at all. Like, he he he's he's playing he's 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 fucking old testament god's hand man like this is straight up vengeance stuff and he well well respect to brad does not kill his child he's like you're oh, i'm sorry i gotta do this but get in the fucking cellar in the dark and they'll pour water in your mouth through a hole like he, there's there's room for him in the script as bad as it is 
to be complicated, but he plays it like ultra innocent. This reminded me of, and maybe some, there'll be a lot of people that hate me for this probably too, but did you see Hacksaw Ridge? It's this yeah. World War II yeah. movie. God, just terrible. Like, I mean, fucking just drivel. And the real <laughs> problem with this movie was a lot of body bags in the, yeah. that, that he, the, the kid play. I mean, the whole movie is played like, it's like, like Pleasantville, except they're serious. You like, can do no wrong. Well, and the it's way, it's way shot. like the you way know, it's shot. fucking fifties, happy. Yeah. But then he's like frolicking happily with his quaffed hair through the fucking yeah. like battlefield with bodies strewn everywhere. It's just weird. It, like, it's terribleness, yeah. all terrible. That, that was. I felt a little that way. I was like, he just was way too. He played it so innocent and kind of in that way bland for me. So. If the directing was terrible, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll pack, I love, I love some Tyson, but this was terrible. You gotta believe me. <laughs> Jesus told us to kill these people. Yeah, they're demons, Fenton. Spot on. They're demons. And then commercial and then, break. And then at one point, <laughs> he's like, he has yeah. to do <laughs> all that. I agree with you. Now that we're talking about it, it's making me angry, kind of, because it's like <laughs> Wheaties commercial. He has to do all this stuff that Jesus is telling him to do, or God, or whoever it is, the higher power is telling him to do. Except for when he tells him to kill his own kids, he's and like, he's like, nope, I, I can do that. But I'll torture him a little. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little light torture. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Pax both as the director and the actor. <laughs> Good thing. Uh, he died about four years ago, but I, I don't think he'd like this. What you got, Bradley? Um, my body bag is pretty simple, and it's just digging holes because that <laughs> shit is ridiculous hard, and it's uh, just not fun. And there's a lot of digging holes in this movie, <laughs> and uh, there's holes dug everywhere. Although I'll point out, not as much as they should have, since they clearly didn't get the bodies far enough underground yeah. to alleviate the many mounds in the Rose Garden. Yeah, and, and that, that didn't make Three any foot sense. tall mounds. I mean, that dirt's going to sink, but <laughs> not that it's, like, it's going to settle. What, what, what do we got here, eight inches? That's probably good enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, Just pile that shit up. <laughs> I mean, he has his kid dig the, uh, the the whole cellar that they build, and, and he does it in a couple days. Gets a couple blisters uh, on his and, hands. and I mean, Brad, you have young boys at 11 years old. How deep of a hole do you think your ten, kid could ten dig? Feet by ten, feet <laughs> ten feet deep, he tells him to dig it. Fifteen by fifteen, oh, 15 ten feet deep. Yeah. Fifteen by fifteen, C, ten C feet in deep. Six months. So much yeah. dirt. My kid would have quit. <laughs> Two the shovels first in, blister. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, from the hard ex- pan. From, and from experience, I dug a shit ton of big holes for absolutely no reason on the ranch when I was a kid. We had just grand plans of essentially building like a torture dungeon. Yeah, and we never got bigger than about four or five feet deep and about like six by six and we were like this is the biggest hole anyone's ever fucking done (laughs) took us eight months they were gonna be realistic about it he should have just gone back in after the first day with like a two-foot hole and been like done dad (laughs) finished it (laughs) looks good to me (laughs) that's about 15 feet right (laughs) i don't know you pulled me out of school and put me in the fucking basement i mean did he they'll show him with like ladders when you dig a 15 foot hole there's some process that you're gonna have to do to be get out of that shit and like they didn't show him with ladders or anything he just said hey big, dig that big fucking hole <laughs> he also really convincingly tells the story of like i worked on it for hours my hands were bleeding when it was obviously his brother who did all this shit right <laughs> yeah that's true i mean oh that's true that's a good but the it's perfect walls it's yeah. all perfectly square like that 
it's going to be all oblong or something if my kid does it for sure. It's kind of, gonna be... <laughs> I'm a little angry at you guys right now for ruining one of my favorite movies. But he ends actually. A lot of your nitpicks are that pretty legitimate. That means it's a good podcast. If we're, if we're demolishing somebody's <laughs> movie dreams, that's awesome. A lot of your nitpicks are pretty legitimate. And I'm like, God, they're right. Nikki B. So for Zach Washburn, who's the king of dread, right? The king of give me dread, give me something horrifying that will stay with me that I'm afraid of for the rest of the movie. This movie lacks the dread that uh, I think we all needed and missed. Give me an axe to the face. Give me Otis to the face. Give me, give me some blood. That's why I felt like Law and Order, right? Like we were ready for the Wheaties commercial at any point. Um, and uh, I just was waiting for it. And even at the end, I mean, there's no, no blood. So no gore. You know, you and I talk about Bone Tomahawk. That's the other oh, end. Yeah. Of the well, spectrum, you gotta remember life. this is Zach. This is one of my favorite movies from twenty years ago. So but, but, my taste has evolved, much like a serial, much killer. like McConaughey. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. you evolved like McConaughey. Uh, you know but that that's that's if it has that, it turns in. I mean, it helps the movie a shit ton if it's showing some of those connections. This it's, was it's my this was my attempt to do a movie that I really liked that had some tension and some scares that Nate would be able to watch. And this is as far as we got. We, we got to go further. Nate, and you, have that, you have that much pull. And he fucking hated it. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm sorry. For <laughs> Shit. Jesus. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was going to save this for the dream director, but like by the end, I was just begging for the love of God. Jump scare me. <laughs> please, please put an axe in me. Feel chop a fucking head off on screen. Please put an axe I, in yeah, Bill's chest. I just want to feel... <laughs> Oh. I just want to feel. I just want to feel something. How did you feel when Bill got axed? Well, I, I actually felt pretty good about that. <laughs> that, that was the happiest moment. Superhero Bill, Bill Paxton. All right, guys. We've got a category that uh, is one of our biggest sponsors of the podcast. They basically you know, set us up with new mics, new recording equipment. Everything that we're doing here, we're, we're, in, a, we're in a perch looking over the city up here. And uh, that's Cameo. Uh, these guys are, you know, one of our longest sponsors that we've had. They, uh, they really support us at every turn. And, uh, Brad, what we, what we like to do is, uh, Brad kind of heads this up and he likes to search through all the movies that we do and see if there's anybody on cameo that we can, uh, pay $62 to, to tell our moms happy birthday. So what do you think, Brad? <laughs> can, can we be sued for saying that cameo sponsors us? When well, actually I'm, I'm assuming there's still credit card bills that haven't been paid. So if they want to kick in real quick, you know, they can still help out with It's you. called there's still free time. advertisement. <laughs> there's still um, time. so for cameo, we actually have two, we have two, uh, of our, our folks here making it, uh, uh, to the list. Can we not, guess? Not and, Bill Paxton. <laughs> no he, he yeah he uh that'd be an expensive cameo call <laughs> that one's not there i don't want powers booth saying happy birthday to my mom <laughs> powers booth has unfortunately uh passed away as uh, as well so. they died in the same year yeah powers booth bill paxton 2017 I don't know how Powers Booth died, but I did not Paxton had like some sort of surgery. Paxton was and out of had nowhere. A, yeah, yeah, he had his surgery. It went bad. He had a stroke and died. Damn, both I didn't know about Powers Booth. They were both on a list. Shit. All right, so who do we got? Who, who do we think? And there's not a whole lot of actors in this movie. I mean, it's a very small movie. And I, I'll say, I didn't even go to really any like the bit players. I'm going to go pregnant girlfriend at the at the police station. She was probably in like Bring It On or something and uh, start opposite Kirsten Dunst. 
I was thinking that might be it, but no. Oh, I, I think, believe she uh, I, auditioned for Christian Christian <laughs> Dunst's part. I think it's the older. It's Fenton, the, the kid. I'm gonna say it's the younger because he's in something the later. Fenton is like a. I guess a. It said on cameo like Broadway star was kind of like his his listing. So he he's a Broadway dude, um, and some other stuff. I didn't look it up, but he is available. That is Fenton, young old, Fenton, old yeah. older Fenton, older Fenton. Oh. The one that got shot. Levi Kreese. I don't know how you say his name. Kreese. Okay. How much are you paying for uh, Mr. $3. Levi? $3. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> can he get McConaughey to come on with him? Because if not, I'm I out. mean, does anyone do it for less than 20 I, I'm going to say 25 bucks. It's got, it's like got to be a min. There's got to be a cameo Fuck minimum. That. We should ask our, our rep if there's a minimum. I, th- I think you're correct. <laughs> well, I'm going to shock That's you right. guys because he must be a lot more famous than oh, we give him credit God. for because okay. to get... Levi Creus, you have to spend $150. Oh, what? God. Was he in fucking Hamilton or something? <laughs> <laughs> <What is it? laughs> uh, yeah, I should probably look at that a little bit more. And, and all you Levi Creus fans, I apologize, but yeah, <laughs> 150 bucks money. blew my fucking mind. <laughs> oh my God. That's big money. These that's are that's the kind of the bigger, more expensive ones. Maybe he's just like, fuck it. There's like one person. There's there's one out of every 300 that knows me and they yeah. really want me. Hey, maybe You so. could get one of him or like six Amy G from the Giants. I think uh, probably. Wow. wow. <laughs> Good call on Hamilton. Um, so the second one is one of the younger brothers. Which which younger brother do you think it is? Adam. No, I think it's the Fenton. I, I think it's the it's the young Fenton too. Oh, but, I would love it. Oh, wait, wait. The young. Yeah. I thought if it's young Fenton and it was it was young. older Fenton, and then is it young Fenton or young Adam? That's young, also one. young Adam. That that was a well known actor. That kid, the younger brother. The younger brother? Yeah, he well, was in a couple other things. I thought that sounds correct because Jeremy Sumter, young Adam, yeah, is like on cameo. How much are you paying for young Jeremy? Oh, fuck if. If he was, what's his bucket? What's if he could go back in time and look like he did in the movie, he's got to be over what's his, you know, the Hamilton actor, like <laughs> 75, 200. <laughs> Dude, uh, the Hamilton guy's 150. I know. I said 175. He's got to be more. He actually. Oh, okay. 175. I like that. Shit. You know what? $3. For just half the price, <laughs> half the price of Levi Creus, you can get Jeremy Sumter to say something to uh, your your girlfriend. I'm going to tell him the same. $75. Fuck you he must have been in like holes or something. So, at some point. If, if you look at the picture here, check out the picture of Jeremy Sumter. He's essentially a, a poor man's mix between uh, Ryan Felipe and... Uh, and uh, Oh, and Justin Timberlake. He's like if Justin Timberlake and uh, and Ryan Felipe had a less attractive baby. <laughs> he's a he's a no. That's a that's a good looking yeah. man right there. He's a uh, he's sort of ambiguously racial too. So like you're not sure. Because like you're I like I don't think he's is he. He doesn't look like a straight like up a white, white dude man. to me. No, he somehow looks like for my F one fans, Lando Norris. Young um, I got some um, <laughs> some hot uh, info on our man Crease um, from one of our um, from our special guest and content coordinator. Um, Crease, the one that actually the 2010 Tony Award for Best Performance by a Featured Actor in a Musical for Playing Jerry Lee Lewis and oh. Million Dollar Quartet. Okay, well, there you go. There so you we go. have Tony. See, I said Broadway bucks. star. So, I mean, yeah. that I guess that carries a lot of weight. Yep. You want a Tony? You want a Tony? Tony. Oh. Best actor in Tony's. That's like a Tony, too, not like a Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Jeremy Sumter was in on 20 episodes of uh, the TV show Friday Night Lights, which is phenomenal. He was J.D. McCoy. 
Well, well, there you go. See so these that, guys. Okay, all right. Now it's all, all making it. sense. Nate's yeah. counting we, we seventy-five. Take it all, Nate's take putting it all seventy-five dollar Chris <laughs> bills on the table right now. I can't believe people were saying last week that only B-list celebrities are on cameo because I mean we're just scraping the top of the barrel here, guys. Is that how you say it? The top of the barrel? Scraping the top of the barrel? Scraping the top. Sure. Scraping the cream off the top. Sure. This episode of Bev's Video Kingdom brought to you by the Thurman Rose Garden. Stress of the workday got you feeling down? Did another family member go missing under suspicious circumstances? Need a peaceful place to relax and let off some steam? The Thurman Rose Garden is a magical wonderland of fresh cut roses, comfortable benches, and an ever-growing collection of raised mounds. (laughs) Take a walk through the beautiful roses, but not too fast, as it seems our landscapers keep installing these six-foot-long mini hills all over the garden. (laughs) Maybe they are speed bumps because kids tend to run too fast through there. Or maybe it's to help you keep a slow pace to navigate the ridiculously dense fog that collects here every night. (laughs) We don't know because our landscapers don't speak English. And don't mind that putrid rotting flesh smell, as we assume it's the landscaper's special blend of fertilizer, which also gives our roses the brightest colors you'll find in the Lone Star State. The Thurman Rose Garden. Come on out and bury yourself in its beauty. <laughs> you took that where I did hills. not think you were going with the mini mounds. That's <laughs> mini <hilarious. hills>. Maybe. <laughs> I like the speed bumps. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on to drinking with the director. We're going to try not to offend Mr. Paxton, R.I.P. Uh, Bill Paxton directed this movie. It was his first movie as a director. He actually directed two movies. And uh, I just wanted to give a shout out. We're going to talk about it later. But uh, The Greatest Game Ever Played is his other movie, 2005 movie starring Shia LaBeouf as uh, Francis Umwe. I'm not positive how you pronounce his name, but he was a professional golfer. Um, I love this movie. This is a movie that plays on Golf Channel constantly. I'm a huge golf junkie. Comes on all the time. It's really good. Unfortunately for Mr. Paxton, he spent $26 million making it and made... Fifteen million dollars. Oh, oh my! And that was the last million. of his directorial. So between uh, his efforts. two movies, he's at like negative eight million dollars. <laughs> if it's playing on the golf network, I bet he's getting the, the back end probably getting yeah. through a little. Yeah, bit. his estate's getting a little bit of money from it. But you know, Shia LaBeouf coming through as Francis Sumo playing against uh, playing against a bunch of uh, Harvey Varden and a bunch of these guys. Um, you know, they're hitting a they're hitting a golf ball that's literally filled with feathers. Um, <laughs> Uh, on golf courses that look like you know less manicured than than the lawns that that we're used to here in the valley, so it's a really interesting movie. It's got a bunch of cool themes. It's a kind of a coming of age story of this kid who starts out as a young kid and comes up. And uh, I like it. I like both of his movies. I thought he should have been able to make some more movies, but I digress. So we're sitting down with Mr. Bill Paxton. We're gonna have a drink or two. Once again, Mr. Nikki and I have hit up the keg. You guys hear that ASMR? Uh, we're <laughs> drinking out of plastic cups from Mr. Nate's uh, beautiful, beautiful keg uh, assortment out there. Brad, what are you drinking on this evening? Um, I am drinking from the the one and only Stone Brewing Company. Ooh. I got the Tangerine Express Hazy IPA. Um, a lot of fruit, but I mean, if you're used to a juicy kind of sweet, hazy, you know, stone don't play like that. They got the hops coming through hard. So it's, uh, very tasty. That tangerine flavor is there, but you're going to get that, that piney hop at the end. Like you do with all good stone beers. 
big fan of stone brewing. They're a little far for you, Brad. I, did you uh, did you have to drive very far to get these uh, to get these stone brewing get beers? Because usually aren't they? Uh, don't you just walk out of your house and then there's a brewery next door and you just grab them and bring them? <laughs> I on the know. Pot? I, I I just the uh, the local spots this time, but uh, the uh, yeah the Save Mart they've got the uh, the old stone brewing. I love it. I love it. That's good shit. Mr. Nathan? It, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit when you described <laughs> that beer. It made, made me feel like you were going to tell me about the Oki Afterbirth. <laughs> Oki Afterbirth. <laughs> for all you Office fans out there, that's for you. All right. Uh, I'm drinking my signature, uh, my signature drink, Bullet Bourbon and Diet Pepsi. Speaking of not increasing amounts of bullet <laughs> bourbon, you know I've been laying off a little tonight. I'm mm. kind of a kind of a puss. No, that's... yeah, we noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this uh, I, I'll be, I promise will be more interesting in future pods. I, I, I'm out of uh, basil, Hayden. You gotta get the basil back. The basil's gotta mm. come back. Some basil rye, maybe. Bring I went my, to I bring uh, my basil. I can bring my basil. I went to a restaurant the other day and got some uh, Jefferson's Ocean. Oh, that's, that's pretty good stuff. Right so, there, so I went there and ordered the Jefferson's Ocean. They brought it to me, and I'm drinking it, and I'm telling my wife, "Oh yeah, you know this stuff. They put it on a boat, and it's you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's you know it sloshes around in the ocean air. It's actually got a little bit of a salty flavor to it." And then the waitress comes over with another glass that I have not ordered yet, and she goes. Oh, we poured you the wrong one. <laughs> and I had been expounding on how good it was and how you could taste the, the fucking salt. ocean air. And if you really take a deep, you get the seaweed, a little bit of seaweed. And I was immediately little like, bit of seaweed, little bit of poop from the. That is so that is amazing. A dead the serious seagulls. story. It we brought you the wrong one, and they brought me a free, a free one that was actually what I. Sorry, had that ordered. was Jim Beam. It was Jack Honey. Uh, <laughs> Jack, Jack Daniel Honey. I was. I, I, I told you guys about the time that I was with. I was. At, went to a bourbon bar in Vegas with my wife, uh, and I was like, "Dude, they've got Pappy on the phone." Menu, right i'm gonna oh, order yeah. this pappy so i was balling i'm like you know a few drinks deep and I'm, the waitress comes up i'm like i want you know i'll take some pappy you know and she's like that'll be five thousand dollars yeah so she's <laughs> like well you know made me you know show her show her the pink slip to my car and <laughs> she went back to the back to get the pappy and she comes back and she's like i'm sorry to tell you but you know this is the time when everything no one had pappy and sure enough you know it's out right and so i go let me look at the menu so i look at the menu can I get the Jack Daniels honey? <laughs> <laughs> My wife loves to tell that story. Happy I don't know honey. why it's so funny. Yeah. The waitress, I think, about oh, pissed herself. Oh, that's this, great. This drink was going to be $800, like, and now it. it's twelve fifty. dollars Yeah. Uh, um, I want the lobster, so lobster uh, tuna salad sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nikki. Anyways, uh, oh, we're, sitting down with, we're sitting down with my dude, Bill Paxton, and, uh, you know, Bill Paxton, I mean, if we're sitting down with Bill Paxton, are we talking to him about frailty? I don't think so. I think we're we're going immediately into Aliens, mm. one of uh, one of my favorite kind of kind of movies. Uh, Weird Apollo science. thirteen, Weird science. True Lies, Third Science, True Lies for me, Titanic. I mean, the dude is in a lot of shit. So he has a run in the nineties. I'll come back to you with the run. He's got a run as not. The star, though, right? Not the star, but I mean, he's in Tombstone, like a major supporting actor, though. Yeah, I mean, the guy's in a bunch of stuff. Died in 2017. Had some sort of surgery and had a stroke afterwards. Very sad story. Um, 
But he was a talented guy, kind of a bit player in most stuff. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, what are he's, we? He's like main. He's like the star of Twister, which is a classic natural disaster. And that was a big deal when it came out. It's yeah, big. It's, it's that was a fun. blockbuster for weather nerds. I'm sure they love it a lot. <laughs> Constantly plays on the Weather Channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the greatest game ever played. Yeah, but, on golf you know, the weather the Weather Channel version. <laughs> if it's 12:30 a.m. where you live. The greatest game ever played is on Golf Channel. I guarantee it. Uh, Until they can figure out them, them glow in the dark golf balls. I just, I just would. If we're going to talk to him about this movie, I would just talk to him about some of the decisions that he made. I thought there was some cool things that he did in this movie, uh, where he, where he decides to. Uh, he was talking about in the director's commentary where he had both the kids on the same bed with him when he was telling them that they were going to go kill demons. And then he decided to remove himself and put himself on the bed with the younger brother and have the other brother sort of be removed and kind of set the scene for them, uh, for them kind of separating themselves. I, I, I like that kind of shit. Uh, it could have been, could have been, uh, an accident or he thought about that afterwards. Um, I'm kind of leaning that way after the way that Nate ripped him apart. <laughs> All right, I got he's some. already stood up from our drinking with the director dinner that we planned with him. Nate but, just smashed uh, a bottle on the side of the table. <laughs> like, Dude, he's not actually here. The guy's dead. <laughs> I got some fucking questions. Let's let, let, let's stop beating around the bush. All right, so I'm going to ask him. So Fenton turns out to be a serial killer. Yes. Is that is that were we supposed to believe that or was that just like Adam making some shit up? He was trying to get McConaughey's attention. <laughs> That's what so he said. So, he has his phone number. Didn't sorry. he call him? So, like, in so, one Fenton, scene? so Fenton. Or did he like? Is that like the the uh, un- unreliable narrator? Uh, yeah, that like, didn't happen. So, and, and he didn't kill himself. Right. He actually was killed by, by the axe. axe. So Fenton's a serial killer. That we we decided that he was like, you know, he he he. He's a young boy, and he's supposed to be doing this thing that he thinks is like the totally reasonable, and he's horrified by his dad killing people, and he's really reasonable. He's like, we shouldn't kill people. This is terrible. He's crying about it. But then he grows up, and he's like, ah, I'm going to kill some people for no reason. No, Wait. not no reason. To get his brother's attention. <laughs> terrible way to get your brother. What the shit? Like, Wait, he turned sense. into a serial killer? That's exactly. what they say in the movie. That's what they, they say in the movie. They find they all the bodies it. in his they basement. They find all the no, bodies in his basement. Yeah. He's like, what? He's not down there. <laughs> the cop says that. It's like, oh, no, there were 18 bodies down there. So that's one. Okay. That's question one, too. Now, was he killing, like, bad people as well? Was he no. doing some vigilante? No, no. Or was he, he was killing randoms. for fun. He was killing randoms, and he's putting them in the basement. Why? Because he no, wanted to get no, McConaughey's attention. <laughs> Terrible. And then McConaughey flipped the script on him and was like, hey, bro, if you want to kill people that aren't demons, well, then I'm going to flip it on you. Was and we're going to blame all the shit on you. So basically, they think they've caught the God ha- God's Hands killer, but he's dead because McConaughey killed him. So they think they've caught him because he's got all these bodies in the basement. The only bodies they know about are the ones that the brother kills they don't see them trying to get their attention because they haven't been to the rose garden <laughs> they haven't been looking for the people that god's because hands has actually been just killing. so happens the sheriff in the town with the rose garden might know what's underneath the mouth he might be god's didn't okay. ben wanted to be found and he wanted him to kill him so, he wanted adam to kill him because he calls adam he's sitting there 
takes his headphones off. It doesn't he say that's why Adam. he was trying to get his attention. Okay. That was the whole point. Okay. He wanted him to come kill him because he was making he was but he was, a big deal and getting headlines for the God's Hand killer, and he wanted his brother to come kill him. But no, no, he here's a killer. the thing. How did he, he become? He a wanted killer? to get God's attention because God had to put him on Adam's list. No, God already knew that he was a demon, and that's why he told the, the dad okay. like right. 20 years ago. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay. This is a whole other thing. So wait, so he was a demon back in the day. Okay, so the, yes, 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 but here's God the knew he was going to become one. Is what I'm He's saying. already one. But he here, was already okay. one. Let's, let's, okay. So the explanation that good old Bill gives us is... <laughs> Billy? Billy boy is end times are coming. We're already the war is already being fought between the good and the bad. Right, you just don't know it. So we have to go destroy some demons, but the demon, but the people are just bad, regular bad people. Right. Like, like, like he puts the hand on them, and they're just people that are doing depraved shit. They're, they're demons. That's demons according to God. Yeah, but right? they're not fighting any war with angels. There is no like battle going on. Well, they're, this is still the preparation. This is like a. Yeah, but, but 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 they're not deep. They're and not that's demons. The vigilante thing that you're talking about, right? They're not right. demons in the sense that like all of a sudden, I mean, if they're demons, then like all of a sudden they get caught by one of God's hands and they should be like, Brah! you know, I'm a, I'm a fucking demon. I got my demon tools right. and I'm going to show you my demon face. Possible alternative. Oh, we're going to fight. Okay, <laughs> so I'm like, wait. So are are we fighting God's war or are we just doing some Old Testament shit? Is this the end of the New Testament or are we back being vengeful? So I had some I had some. Complaints on religious grounds. Well, well my my question, my question for for Paxton would be: Should religious fanatics like applaud at the end of this movie? I mean, are they like standing question. up and being like, just yeah, exercise the <laughs> go God? I think I think so. I think uh, I think there's a certain sect of religious zealots the correct word. that might uh, watch this. This like their like action movie that's like yeah, Fuck yeah. They're like, <laughs> I knew I could see something when I touched that fucking guy. Yeah, I mean, this is a great question. I mean, I, so I, I, I had exactly, and I wondered at the end, right? McConaughey, even though all of a sudden everything has been swip, flipped around, so that McConaughey is like the carrying on hero, the tone of the final scene is a little creepy. Like you still are looking at McConaughey, and you're like, like I don't, I don't know, bro. You look, kind of, you're kind of creepy and fucking being kind of a creepy dude. He got the girl. He's got. He's the sheriff of the town. But like. he's like, he still looks like he's more of a serial killer than like a, mm-hmm. a, a god's vigilant vigilante. So you're like, wait, why? Why am you know? So is that Paxton intentionally trying to make us wonder whether or not this is in fact a good thing for you know, like a, a virtuous thing? Like, did we really flip the script, or is this just lazy directing? <laughs> no, I think that's the whole point of the movie: is the frailty, the frailty, the line between good and evil is frail. It's it's yeah. uh, as we know, saw in the trailer, uh, sinner or saint or whatever yeah. they were kept doing in the trailer. Yeah, it was fair. like, <laughs> I just, I think that I think that you're right. I think he's. I think there's definitely a dark tone at the end, and it definitely doesn't give you that superhero feel like we were talking about earlier. Like because of the kind of the way that they reveal that everything's real and that what he's doing is, you know, God's will and these people are bad, but it's like a two second clip of this guy with like a kid in the backseat of his car. Like, I guess we're not really sure exactly what's going on or it's not really shown like how they're bad. Like it never shows like the, like he shows the guy killing his mom, but what did the mom do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess they could have they could have explained that a little bit further. But then you're talking about the last 20 minutes of the movie. You're talking about 35 minutes now. And then 
you're at sort of a real medium pace of revealing all of these uh, all of these things that 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 you're upset about. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he does it. I I, I like the story and I and I like this movie a lot. I like the reveals. I like all the things that he's doing here. But I agree the execution upon further analysis <laughs> maybe a bit amateur. I don't know. The 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 FBI killing his mom that still just when that happened I was like what what that was my big like, wow they're gonna he go he there. he uh, he showed no inclination of this this is just like I need a reason for him to kill this guy so I uh, thought he killed his mom but it, they I mean they do set it up I mean it's not that they didn't set it up because when he first comes in he's holding the picture he gives him the picture so he doesn't have to shake his hand because if he shakes his hand he does that like evil orgasm thing where he's like ah. <laughs> I know all the bad shit you did. Like oh, evil orgasm. Evil orgasm is my new favorite. That's my new band name. <laughs> so that's why he hands him the picture so he doesn't have to shake his hand because he doesn't want to touch the guy. Right. Because he already knows the dude's bad. But yeah, I don't know. That's just. And he makes the best joke in the movie. She's got your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't know exactly what she did. So. So if he hadn't touched him yet, he didn't know what exactly the FBI guy did. He didn't know. Until. So then how then. Until he touches him later and he goes, you didn't know anybody knew about that, did you? So yeah. that's when he does. He touches him, right? Because when they like he, when he they kind of like get in a little scuffle. OK, so that's when he figures out that he killed his. I thought that they were going to have it play that Adam time. killed the mom. I, I thought they were going to play it. Or that Fenn, oh, that really? Fenn killed her. Hey, alternate endings might happen. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. He knew that he was going to kill the FBI guy because he knew the guy was on his list. And he has right. ultimate faith that God gave him the list and that this guy's going to be a bad guy. Everybody he touches does some evil shit. And I'm asking, passing, you know. Not why, everybody. Why did you act in it? <laughs> Were you your first choice? <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I ask him. <laughs> did you uh, do a... Uh, um, uh, audition for yourself <laughs> because he's not in the mirror. There's some, I mean, he's just, he's not that great. I mean, you're talking about a guy who just saw, I mean, even tales from the crypt had, it had different, <laughs> they had better acting. Oh God. It had better he's acting. He's not that bad. So, so, had, so, yes, so, he did. So, so here's a question. If you have to recast from that era, who do you put in this? Who's better? Daniel Day Lewis. Well, that's okay. <laughs> That's my answer for everything. Daniel no, but I'm kidding. Daniel Day-Lewis would have killed a bunch of people because he was going to be in character I'm, for like fucking six months beforehand. <laughs> killed a bunch of innocents. See, the, the, the other problem I have is that Bill Paxton in the movie comes across like kind of a nice guy. And, and yet he has zero friends. Like he has nobody that he hangs out. He just It's just the kid. Well, and know? just he has the vision. And it's like there's zero second guessing anything. Like I'm killing people. <laughs> he doesn't go like, no. meet with his yeah, pastor or anything. He, he doesn't no go to his struggle. pastor. No, no zero struggle. All... Pastor, you know, I, I had this vision, and I want you to kind of help me get through like, it. Like, was it a dream? Like, was it not a go. dream? Like, well, they, they don't establish him as a religious man beforehand. Exactly. That yeah. too. So I wanted to see him do some zealot shit before they, he started and buying fully into his dreams. They just make him look tortured and tired when he act, when he finally kills the sheriff. Before that, like he's like like he kills a person finally, the sheriff. Yeah. Then he looks troubled. That's the first time and that he, he has really like flips. the dark under his eyes. Like before and, that, like, he's just like, come on, Fenton. Yeah. Come on. Well, and they and they kill the guy, and the next morning, just like, all right, let's yeah, making let's eggs and bacon. Like, let's do let's it. Go. <laughs> fun movie, though. I, I honestly, it's, it's making for I a fun podcast. So it's, having, it's it's a it's fun podcast. Awesome. And Great. and I love Bill Paxton death. I, I I'm glad we. I love Bill Paxton. I'm glad we all came out to drinks Is with that Bill. To say he about just... somebody who's died, you say I love them to death. <sighs> I think that. 
that's spoiled. It's not that's... as bad as Zach asking if they're on <laughs> Cameo. Cameo. <laughs> I think that was me. No. <laughs> Last week. Bill, Bill, Bill just left the room. I don't think oh, he wants to have drinks with us anymore. He's upset. Came over, man. And <laughs> Oh, there you go. There's our Aliens reference that we needed. Oh. This episode of Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by the Unmarked White Van Emporium. Have you ever showed up to pick up your kid from school and wanted everyone's attention? Ever wondered what it's like to be ordered by the court to introduce yourself to your neighbors? Never want to have to worry about being within a thousand feet of a preschool? Well, come on down to the Unmarked White Van Emporium. You can peruse our expansive collection of white, off-white, and the very popular rusty primered vans. We can customize these vans any way you like. Bathrooms, beds, water beds, reinforced steel cages, even assorted candy displays to really impress the neighbors. Everyone will immediately know what you're all about. So come on down to the unmarked white van emporium. We facilitate your felony. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, when you're making those vans, are you just kind of thinking like, God, is some bad shit going to go down? Should we put windows in it? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Why would you do that? Nobody wants windows. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to move on. Bill's left the building. Uh, This is my favorite category that we do every time here on Bev's Video Kingdom. So you're walking around the video store. You're looking to rent yourself a video and you see frailty. But you pick it up. Maybe you walk it over the comedy section. Maybe you walk it behind those curtains into the X-rated. I'm going to have to cut you off right here. You you forgot a whole category. Streaming. Streaming recommendations. Does it? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get your papers straight over there, man. Dude, you should see Walking the around the movie store with a heart on. He's got this. He's got this. So you're walking in the movie store, and you decide, I saw Frailty. I want to watch something similar. So <laughs> what happens is you walk into the movie store, but you don't because a fucking movie store doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so now we're looking through all of our streaming uh recommendations we've got movies that are in some way or some level related to this movie that you can go home and stream tonight if you watched frailty and you thought man i fucking love bill paxton i want to see what other movie he directed maybe we can uh maybe we can stream one of those brad what do you got for a streaming recommendation um well (laughs) considering uh last week uh they gave me a call after i gave a recommendation for their uh their their site Stars, I'm back on Stars again. Uh, if you got Stars, you can watch this movie that I'm going to recommend. Uh, this this movie reminded me a little bit of like an episode of The Twilight Zone. I mean, it's got that kind of like it plays it kind of serious, and at the end, there's that kind of big twist at the end. Um, so, Twilight Zone, the movie from the '80s. That is a uh, uh, it's got four little segments. Uh, most of them were remakes from previous uh, Twilight Zone television episodes. But uh, some of them have that little dark side to them. Uh, there, there's something at the end. It's that little twist that you're not expecting or, or maybe you are expecting, but it uh, kind of throws it for a loop. So Twilight Zone, the movie is available on Stars, and it's worth checking out. So I'm going to break, uh, break the rule here. I'm going to tell you that if you haven't seen it, you immediately should turn on True Detective Season 1 which is on HBO Max. It's not a movie, but you could watch it straight through like it was a long movie, and you would thank me. Nate so knows that, no difference between the two. Uh, yeah, literally, I, I watch movies like TV, and 
TV like movies. So I, I will say that that's that's the that 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 is the best season of television that I've ever seen. And McConaughey, there's nobody better than McConaughey in that. that. I'm also though, since I want to keep to the to the category, to cleanse my palate after watching Frailty. I decided to watch one I'd been kind of putting off, knowing very little about it, called Promising Young Woman, which came out in 2020. You can stream it, apparently, on YouTube. I paid the two ninety nine discount deal um, through Amazon. And uh, it is a very similar kind of, has a very, like, dark, kind of a mix between, like, some it has some very bad things, element to it, a little bit of, you know, little bit of vigilanteism kind of feel to it so it's 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 got a lot of dark shit that happens but it keeps it kind of light super kind of fun anyway worth a watch so just i won't say too much more but check it out if you liked the some of the themes here you'd like that one interesting that you would call that movie fun and light i just watched it on the airplane and there was very little fun and light about it but i really dug it he opened um warrior the same way yeah very fun fun fun. light movie uh i gotta i gotta piggyback uh i gotta piggyback on nate very quickly because i don't think he's using hyperbole when he says that season one of true detective is the best tv that's ever been made i think it's literally some of the best shit ever well and it like it it uh goes up against any detective movie oh a hundred percent and I think it crushes it. And I think that, I think the, that what they're able to do by having 10 episodes or eight episodes or whatever it is, and, uh, you know, Six kind of the scope of the of the show. Brad, have you seen it? Um, mm, I'm the loner here, man. Absolutely. That 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 one, you cannot continue to. Did avoid. you like Breaking Bad? You weren't yeah. a huge fan of Breaking no, Bad. No, no. Eventually, I, I, really, I really dug it at the end. So it doesn't have any of that, like, oh, you got to keep watching to get into it. It's... It's it's just a blind spot that I've never said. So I keep forgetting. Like it's like one of those things. Like, is my wife gonna watch it with me, or is she not? Maybe I should wait and watch it with her. It's intense. I watched it without. You need to watch it and then just rewatch. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what I'm up to. Yeah, Nikki B, what you got? Okay, so I got two. Um, Streaming on Amazon Prime, the whole um, I can touch you and see the bad things that you did. Unbreakable, two thousand. Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson, directed by M Night Shyamalan. (laughs) Um, yeah it's good stuff Um, vigilante justice at its best Um, big fan and it went on to have three other two other movies wait well it combined with another movie it had glass which was the most recent one and um, split which was the one in the middle which yes only one of those is good yes which which one glass is garbage Okay, okay. I'm with you there. People said Split because Split was legit. Split's very good, and I really liked Unbreakable. Class is absolute garbage. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, and then um, streaming on Netflix, we're going back to, actually, I didn't write the year down, but Fallen. It's a religious thriller, taking on the religious thriller Fallen with Denzel, John Goodman, and Donald Sutherland. Um, A fun, a good watch, dark. um, Creepy, really creepy. Kind of the devil, right? Like kind of slipping into different people's bodies and just. He's a fallen angel, right? Uh, Denzel, the, the the guy slipping into people's bodies. Uh, ma- yeah, yeah, yes, something like that. Yeah, and so he goes in. It's it's like in the Bible, and he has a name and um, creepy. And um, is this one where they keep singing? Time yes, yeah, he's yeah. on my side. That's it. That song creeps me out now. Yeah, movie. yeah, and uh, no, you know, no spoilers, but it's not like it's um, it's not a a fun movie. 
as Nate would, you know, as Nate would, as Just Nate lie, would call it. It's fine. <laughs> you know? it's, he gets the girl at the end. <laughs> You know, uh, that kind of just reminded me a little bit about, of, of uh, another good stream recommendation. I don't know what's on. Maybe it's on something, but it's worth watching. Devil's Advocate. Kind of that same twist at the oh, end yeah. where you got the, the, the devil is the, the bad guy, and then he actually kind of like is still there at the end. Is that Keanu? That is Keanu. Wow. And, and, and Pacino. And a, a very young... Uh, um, Charlize. Charlize Theron. Yeah. Yeah. Pacino. She's got that group. <laughs> you had... <laughs> You had me at young Charlize. <laughs> is that is that how I properly say it? Is it, is yeah, it? Pacino. Yeah. I'm using my hands. Pacino. I'm pronouncing it correctly with my hands. <laughs> All right, really quickly, we're going to recommend that you watch Golf Channel in the middle of the night, and you can truly for free watch the greatest game ever played with Shia LaBeouf. Or you can get yourself some Amazon Prime and watch yourself some Bill Paxton in Aliens. Or... You can get Apple TV and watch a movie that came out right around the same time that is, has another twisty, turny plot, which is Identity with my dude, John Cusack. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that movie, yes. but... Uh, I like the coups. I don't think I've seen that one. It's yeah. not Pretty in Pink, but it's a good one. Um, so, we're walking through the video Take store. Take us to the video store. <laughs> Take us to the video we're store. We're still in the video store. God damn it, Brad. We're walking through the video store. We're looking around. We see we see frailty and we're thinking, man, Nate really shit all over this movie. <laughs> I really liked it until I talked to Nate about it. Maybe I'm going to take it to another section of the video store and we're going to make this movie even better. We're going to make this movie even worse. I'm not sure which direction it's going to go. But I'm going to start it off here because I think the obvious twist for this movie is that you take the twist away and you just say... Okay, so I, I personally like this movie, and I think it's still a great movie if it never shows that everything's real. If you just go out of it thinking, like, was the dad crazy? Was the dad not crazy? It kind of leaves you in that limbo. I like movies like that that kind of end super ambiguously where you're just kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I You know, maybe he was this. Well, he did this, you know, or, or he really fucking had like a weird, like, what you call it, a devil orgasm when he touches someone? <laughs> What was it called? Evil orgasm. Evil evil, orgasm. He, he really had the evil <laughs> orgasm when he touched the people, so maybe it was real. You know what I mean? Like, you could have left the theater thinking that. But uh, so if someone actually mentioned this earlier. Uh, Nick was talking about uh, – you weren't talking about Twilight Zone. You were talking about Tales from the Crypt. So instead of making an alternate ending, I was thinking that you go to Netflix or HBO or something – and you have a ten to eight to ten episode series of this extended with McConaughey, his cute blonde wife, and his new baby, who's going to be like six or ten or however old you want the kid to be, and they're fighting demons. And every episode is kind of like an episodic, like crime Law and Order. It'll be like Law and Order Demon Killer, and it'll be like ding ding, and then like they'll they'll go out and they and you know they go out and they find the demons and you know they get into all sorts of zany hijinks and uh, and stuff like that. So that's that's how I would do it. So you got to go buy the box set when you go to the uh, when you go to the video store. You got to grab it off of the uh, ripped from the headlines TV stuff. What was the uh, TV show with the uh, teenage witches? Oh, uh, oh yeah, what was that? It's with uh, Sabrina. 
No, no. <laughs> He's talking the one with the uh, with the chick from Who's the Boss and the, and the chick. Yes. Uh, and the one. Bewitched? No, not no, Bewitched. No. It was a... uh, oh the craft. No, the cra- Alyssa Milano. Yeah, yes. it's from yeah, but it's her and it's uh, called Brenda from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Yeah, it's it's not the craft. Why can I not think of this? But because it's garbage. That's the show I'm picturing. Yeah, he has a little kid, and it turns into that. Now show. I gotta look it up. Okay. No, All right. Well, why, while he's looking it up, let me let me kind of piggyback because mine's a little bit similar with Zach. Um, my alternate ending goes to the point that uh, back out in the rose garden, you got the FBI agent and you've got Adam. Lots of mounds. Lots of mounds sitting around <laughs> that nobody notices. Don't be running for some fast reason. out there. Don't be running fast. <laughs> Watch out for those speed bumps. Tear an ACL. Um, Adam tells the agent that he knows who killed his mother. Um, and of course, he says, I did it. He, uh, Adam admits that he did it. The agent doesn't believe him, but Adam starts talking about all the ab- abusive things that the agent's mom did to him and his family. So he's like, Yeah, she was evil. And I, maybe the ages don't match up, but maybe it does. Wait, this, I is, don't know. this is the FBI agent's mom is abusing McConaughey as a child? No, no, no. She abused. The FBI agent, Powers, oh, Powers, Powers Booth. So Powers Booth, but he's like nobody knows all this. Like nobody knew all this horrifyingly sick stuff that the uh, uh, that the mom did to the family. So Adam tells him he saw this when he touched her. He convinces the agent to research some of the other people that Adam killed, and the agent finds that Adam is right about the people being evil, and he secretly starts to assist Adam in the end, and is now one of Adam's followers. And so now it leads into your story. So it's like. Powers Booth is helping him out. Like he's like his little FBI agent insight using the research and stuff. And then you got Adam coming in and, and wild like that a lot. So there's my nice ending. What you got, Nikki? Uh, alternate ending. Um, okay. So it goes into like a Constantine action superhero kind of thing, you know? So like the angel wings come out and shit like that. And they like battle in the Rose garden. So it's in their drive. They're in the car driving to the flower into the Rose garden. And, um, you know, he's taken, he's taking his sweet ass time to, to touch him, to realize like what he's done. Not only does he realize when he touches him that he's killed his mom, but he sees like all of these horrible 50 other things. And it turns out. So, um, Adam, no, um, McConaughey, McConaughey, he's like the angel in this scenario, right? Doing like God's work. Well, powers booth is, he learns like, oh, you're not just a bad person. You're the fucking devil. Ah, and so, and all of a sudden the wings pop out. He turns oh. into Satan, McConaughey. And then they angel have an epic angel out, versus the devil fight. And the flaming sword come out. And they have an epic angel fight in the Rose Garden. And Powers Booth is getting ready. He gets the best of, he's getting the best of McConaughey. And he's getting ready to kill him. And who comes in from the sky but Bill Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> and just <laughs> through the heart, just... <laughs> And just slashes Satan with like, like the flaming over, man. <laughs> Yeah. And then he floats back up and then uh yeah, McConaughey keeps doing his uh his work. Yeah. Gives the thumbs up to his dad as he's the, floating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our our fans have been screaming at it for us for the last five minutes. The show was charmed. Charmed. Yeah. Bewitched. Sorry charmed. for all that knew it and we pissed you off by having to look it up. You had me at who's the boss. Oh yeah, good good times. <laughs> Fear, good movie. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Have you guys seen Fear <laughs> with Mark Wahlberg and Renee yeah. Z- uh, Renee Zellweger? No, not Renee Zellweger. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Was she like just the friend? She's like, just the friend. She's the friend. Yeah. So <laughs> who knows where to go with this? I'll just make some shit up. <laughs> so, so I think I'm going to reshelf it as an, as a comedy. 
And I think I'm going to make Fenton kind of a pissy teenager who isn't upset. He just doubts his dad, his little brother. And so he constantly is like, you guys are, you're nuts. But even if you want to do this, like you're incompetent. So he's kind of like a surly teenager watching yeah. and, and, and Paxton and Adam keep fucking it up. So like, <laughs> they, 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 they like have three different, they go through three down the list and they can't kill it. They can't destroy a demon. And so then, uh, finally, like, you know, at the very end, um, like, you know, he kind of gets sick of watching him and he just goes over and picks up the ax and just fucking efficiently <laughs> kills one of the, 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 the demon and just is like, yeah, I, I, I've seen, I've been seeing the same visions. You fucking idiots. Like, you know, just step aside. I'll, just do, like, I'll do the demon destroying from now on. I'll be your casting agent right now. And we've, and, and this is going to be the, the casting for it is going to be from walk hard. The Dewey Cox story, the dad <laughs> and the, and the sons, Dewey Cox and his brother, <laughs> That's going to be like the cast of characters for it because those guys are great and that would be awesome. So that's my killed the wrong son. Kind of I'm just, halved. Kind of a dark comedy. I guess. I'm picturing. I'm picturing my own son in that role, eleven years old with his emo hair and his eyes, just watching his iPad, just like sniggering to himself, like these guys can't even fucking. Kill and he walks up to the camera, gets a shaving cream, and shh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, that's, all that's right, gentlemen. Stuff. We usually ask everybody if they're going to watch this movie again, and I will ask myself, "Hey Zach, do you think you'll watch this movie again?" Yeah, you know what, Zach, I think I, I think I will. I really, really like this movie. Um, if only there were other people on this podcast that liked this movie too, that'd be fucking, that'd be fucking great. No, you guys think you, you guys think you'll watch, watch this movie? I've heard again? that the rewatch. Like I read a couple of things really that like is. when you rewatch it, you miss things. Like Brad mentioned it earlier, and uh, if I if I rewatch it, it would be just to do that to give it to give it its. Uh, to give it its due, so I, I, you know, I'll give it once or twice at the most. As I, as I was kind of like prepping, I was glancing back at the movie and kind of going to a few scenes, and yeah. and like I said, like I said, a few things I noticed, like him handing the picture, so he didn't have to shake his hand. That, that kind of stuff is, it's interesting to see, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I think at least it was short. It wasn't like if this movie's. Yeah. Two hours and 15 minutes, I am hella pissed. Hour 40? Oh, shit. It was a nice little hour and 40, so at least it wasn't that long. Yeah. If, I, if I ever end up at your house and you're watching it, I might be polite and watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, Nate, thanks for coming over. We're going to watch. You should have it <laughs> ready to screening. go at any given moment when <laughs> Nate is showing up. I'll, Come I'll on. probably just rewatch. I'll start it, and then I'll be like, no, I'm going to watch rewatch uh, True Detective again. Uh, <laughs> for the eighth time. I think the real moral of this story is that McConaughey is so good in True Detective that everybody just needs to go home and watch True Detective. He has ruined himself in yeah. earlier things. I admit. I'm that. starting that this week. I'm going to have to do it. It's, do it. You will. It won't do take it. you long. This episode of Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Demon Destruction Hardware and General Store. Hey y'all! Y'all! Y'all ever been in the middle of a project? And realize there's a tool you need, but you just don't have. Like your kid's got the demon right where you want them, <laughs> but your demon smacking pipes gone missing. Or you're in your dungeon and you got a demon lady laying there all primed up for some action, But old Otis is up and walked off with some other hand of God. <laughs> well, fret no further, my brethren. Come on down to Demon Destruction Hardware and General Store. 
We'll get you gloved, piped, axed, and back doing God's vengeful work before you can say hallelujah. State and local tithings may apply. <laughs> the accent got me. Came in hot. Oh, at the start. Hey, man, this dude hasn't done a commercial in a while, and he came in with voice acting and everything. I like how you threw it. You said he was. she was tied up on the floor for some accent. <laughs> Ready for some accent. Accent. Axon Jackson. Oh, I like that. All right, let's move on to our draft category. We are going to have a special category for the movie Frailty today. It's going to be Brothers in Motion Pictures or Movies. We're talking stepbrothers, half-brothers, full-brothers, uh, three-quarter brothers, all, all types of brothers. What about brothers from another mother? Well, we're going to... Come gonna, on. Adopted brothers is okay. Adopted yeah, brothers also okay. That's half on my list right there. <laughs> Figures that you'd try and find a loophole. Following Nick's uh, script here. Okay, guys. So Brad has got the order here. So what is the order today for the draft? Brad, we're going to go four rounds. Each person's going to pick a pair of brothers from a movie. And then we're going to have somebody judge it. And we'll see who is the absolute best drafter of brothers in movies. All right. Our random draft order came out Nate in the first pick. Oh, yeah. It knows. Nick, number two. Wow. Zach, number three. And I will be on the wraparound. All right. I like it. Let's go. You know, there's sometimes I just hate having the number one pick because it's like you feel obligated to pick the fan favorite. And in this one, that's especially troublesome. I found myself deciding whether I want to win the Nate, draft or I want to actually pick the but, movies. And be clear, audience, uh, Nate is speaking for you as far as the fan favorite. He's speaking for you at this moment. So don't be offended. Don't be offended by his uh, first pick, whatever it is. First of all, whatever Disney movie he picks. <laughs> I, I'm confident that my taste is much more mainstream than any of you fucking weirdos. You're right. So I will speak to the audience. Thank you very much. I okay. can't wait till one of you pick the fucking Weasley brothers. I just can't <laughs> wait. Dude, I... I almost put them on my list. <laughs> uh, but then I couldn't decide which Weasley Brothers. There's a whole bunch of them. That's true. And, was it, and, and the question, you didn't say, could I have like a bro, a six brothers? I'm going to tr- start excluding Harry Potter movies from the draft. <laughs> okay. At number one, this one, this one, luckily, I did not have to make. I don't have to sell my soul for this one because this is a legit number one. And it is the Conlon Brothers from Warrior. This is my number one pick also. Dude, so good. So happy. So happy, so bittersweet, so, so happy. I got happy for you, bud. They cry on each other at the end. They laugh. I love you. No, I mean it's like the, all, it's the ultimate arms. one. Like they're they're total badasses, but they're like they have they solve love for each other. It comes out in the end. It, the movie. I mean, talk about a movie about brothers. Was there ever a better movie about brothers? No. I think no. maybe there was better movies, but. I love that pick, and I would have never seen that movie if it wasn't for you, Nate, in this podcast. You're welcome. Good stuff. All right. right. Moving on to uh, Nikki. What do you got there, Nikki? What do you think for number two here? Um, Number two, I mean, I got to go with it. They're not, um, they are brothers from different mothers. (laughs) (laughs) He's back. That was brother. Are they also teachers? 
back at his old shenanigans. <laughs> you said stepbrothers were. I did say this good. was legal. You have to look at the credits to see that they're brothers. They never actually say, say. in the movie that they're brothers. I appreciate it. <laughs> he had to go deep on a fan site. There's a conspiracy theory that they're brothers. He's like, that's good enough for me. If you want to talk about what you fans are looking for out there. They're looking for Brandon Huff and Dale Doback. Okay. Step brothers, Will That's Ferrell. Solid, solid and John pick. C. Riley. You're welcome, fans out there. Remember who picked them. I'm noticing a trend in the draft, and that is that we're using the characters' names instead of the actors' names, which is the opposite route that I went. Will Ferrell <laughs> I like and John that. C. Riley. Cool. I like that. I'm, I'm glad that I came prepared. This work. Uh, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of ways I could go here. I've decided that I don't really want to win the draft. I think I'm going to really just pick which ones I think are the best. And so with my first pick, I'm going to steal one of, uh, oh, God. I'm going from the titular classic, Orange County, Jack Black and Colin Hanks. Oh, wow. One of my favorite movie brothers of all time. I believe in so fantasy. you're picking from way down. I believe in fantasy football. First. That's what we call a reach. That's, that's what we, that's what exactly. we call Exactly. Kicker in the first round. <laughs> Kicker, defense, defense, kicker. Janikowski, first round. Yeah, not even the best kicker. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are showing that you haven't watched Orange Ooh, County in a while. That's yeah, like, okay. uh, I um, own it on DVD. <laughs> he bought it before he watched it, but no, that's, that's a good Not decision. a blind buy. The only way to watch. All right. Well, I have one that is a, a for sure. I got to think about what my second one's going to be here. Oh, man. All right. I have my two. First off, it's one of the best brothers in comedy of all time. They were TV show. Then they got to have, they were such a good pairing that they got to have their own entire movie. And that would be uh, Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas. In Strange Brew, the McKenzie brothers. Wow, didn't even make my list. I yeah, didn't. He's picking for one. Scott Beck right now. This makes me yeah. absolutely <laughs> disgusted. Yeah, that know. that's definitely playing to the judge, Scott, which it, I object to. He this will be erect. Under he will be fully erect at Strange. I thought I thought Andrew was going to be the official judge, and and Scott was just going to be there to hold his hand through it. I thought they were both. <laughs> gonna be, I thought they were co-judging. You're, well, he's got Andrew too. Yeah, that's, that's Bob that. and Doug McKenzie are legends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that anybody's arguing this right now makes me sad. Not arguing They're it. legends for Not a generation beyond us and, oh, and, and, and the children of those that generation that were forced to watch them. It's a good pick. This is what you call pandering, folks. Pandering. All right. I already know. I'm going to steal one of your picks. All right. Be one that's all right. That's right. My, my, my second... And again, you'll, you'll, this is why I'm, I'm not playing the judges because I don't think this is even going to go over well. But <laughs> I'm going with my, my favorite uh, bad guy brothers from the 90s classic Face Off. I am going with Caster and Pollux Troy. I love that pick. That, now you've redeemed yourself. Now pick. you've redeemed yourself. That's solid. It's a tasty pick. Is that coming back to me? Yes. All right. I like I like I like that pick by Brad. Another one that didn't make my uh, that didn't make my list, and I'm ashamed. But a lot of running backs falling down here to me on the wrap. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a defense with my second pick, <laughs> and I'm gonna take Mike and Dave from Mike and Dave Need Wedding Day. Oh my god! <laughs> Adam Devine and Zach Efron. 
Oh, I love both those guys in that movie. My dude, uh, Adam Devine, like just that. spitting hot fire all over the movie screen. Rough. Oh, so good. Little Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> I love all those people. That movie did not work. Movie works on a lot of levels. <laughs> I enjoyed the hell of it, but I could not tell you one thing that happened in it. I remember liking it a There's lot. a terrible ATV accident at one point. <laughs> <laughs> one of the main... <laughs> oh, man. Nicholas? All right. Um, so as I'm building my murderer's row, um, you got to go flip to the other side. You got you to gotta change your genres up. You got to go left side of the plate, right side of the plate. Um, Michael Corleone and Fredo Corleone, the godfather, Al Pacino and John Cazale. I know you're Italian, but that was a lot of mispronounced Italian names right there. Uh, which one? Pacino? Corleone. <laughs> Corleone. Corleone. And the pizza in the back of the house. Uh. We got to cut that out too, bro. Racist as shit. Italians on the... oh, You guys. <laughs> totally not. You can make fun of Irish people and Italian people. That's it. <laughs> you are, aren't you Italian? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Since I did it to oh, your face, it's okay. Sorry. It's fine. You're in the tribe. Love my. In the circle of trust here, Nick. <laughs> With all our with all our listeners, none of them will cancel us. They love us. All right. Uh, so that's me on a wrap. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a toughie. There's a lot of unpreparedness in this draft. I feel no, like, you know uh, what? There's, no, there's, there's, there's a lot. There's really not. There's a lot of choices, and a lot of them fell real far. And so I'm there's like three that really thrown right now. There's one that I can't believe Nick didn't pick yet. It's just. Blowing so wait, hold on, right Nick. Now. You went with who now? You went with Step the Cor- brothers. which? No, which Corleone brothers? Michael and Fredo. Not Michael and Sonny. No, because Michael and Fredo are the the more well known in that relationship, and the fact that he okay. whacked Fredo. I, I never realized. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because they showed that. Sonny and and Michael in like the Google search, and that's not. Are you guys ready to lose all credibility? Are we going to lose it all? I haven't seen it. I've never seen it. That's, Us or you? Ridiculous. I, I'm just saying. Okay. You guys are friends with me. Oh. I was, I was going to preface my <laughs> so pick to say somebody in this group I know has not seen Godfather, <laughs> but I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Zach, you could have just not. But I've seen Mike and Dave need wedding dicks. <sighs> wedding dick? That's a whole different dicks. movie. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping in the, 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 the whatever you want to call it. I have not seen Godfather as well. I know it's kind of embarrassing. Wow. Actually, that's wow. kind of that's kind I of feel what we're a, all about. I would say feel a strange. Okay, to all right. Okay, I'm going to do one that I don't know how to. I, this is a real like weird one that I probably shouldn't reach for, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with the Babbitt brothers from Rain Man. Nice. Had them Tom on my list. Cruise, Dustin Hoffman, Five Minutes to Wapner. What is it? Charlie and Charlie and I'm a very good driver. Ray Babbitt. I'm a very good driver. Tom Cruise. So good. Such classicness, such great acting. Wins the Academy Award. My favorite part of that movie is the car, that Buick that they drive around. Oh, my Uh, gosh. Killer. This kid I used to know his grandpa had one. It was so sick. All right. And I'm going to then jump, and I'm going to go. This is just like a – I don't know if anyone's going to like this one, but Tanner and Toby Howard from Hell or High Water. That was my next pick. So good, dude. They they are – Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Ben Foster. Chris Pine was never better. Certainly not as as Captain Kirk, and uh, Ben Foster's great, and he's he's a, he's a ten and everything, so he's equally good in this as he's Jeff Bridges. Else. I mean, it's a really amazing movie. Another one that I would I, I not can, have watched. I can promise you, this one is 
wait a minute. That, yes. was, that was a recommendation from Nate Monroe. Oh, right. But, but it's the not, only reason right, I haven't yeah, watched but it. It's not, we don't have it in the vault, though. No, no, no. Yeah, that's coming. Hell or High Water is, folks, I, you I'm in, wait, it's coming. Brad, never seen it? I like that. Never seen it's it. It's unbelievable. Nick? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brad, yeah, Nick's seen it. So, you, who's next? I got Nate, Nick has got, Nate, oh, Nate. He has a second. I will take a third. Nate, Nate wrapped. He's good. Oh, he wrapped. Okay. I took Hell yep. or High Water and I took uh, Rain Man. Oh, okay. Ooh, I like that. Two, good, two, two from my listening. Mm, okay. Uh, I'm going. Our boy, we were talking about our boy Quentin before the pod. I'm going neck tattoo himself. Ooh. Seth and his brother Richie Gecko. Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney from from uh, from Dust Till Dawn. I like it. I like it a lot. It's a good pick. It, it's a it's a little on the nose. A lot on a lot of lists, but it's for a reason. <sighs> I like my pick. I like my pick. I, I'm a little bitter because he got Godfather. <laughs> and I was going to take that. I'm pretty sure this is one of those movies that I saw like possibly opening night, and then like the next day, took my dad to go see it as well. Like it was. Uh, well, if you remember chaos. that, I mean, do you remember that one being like? I mean, was that his first? Is that his first big? Well, it's him and Robert Rodriguez. It was a, it was like a combined like, movie. What I'm saying was that Reservoir like, Dogs was his first. Okay, it was yes. his first real movie. That's what okay, he, now I remember. But 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 from Dust Till Dawn is not officially like a Tarantino no. movie. But it's that's much what, in the same but, vein but, as like but everybody. Rock, right? But everybody yes. like knew Quentin Tarantino after that one. I think. I think Reservoir Dogs was more in the. No, Pulp, Pulp Fiction was before From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. And everyone did. I mean, it was billed right. as Tarantino touched this, right? I mean, when it came out. Yeah. Well, because yeah. he he, did, he does the first half of the movie and Rodriguez in does the, the second half. And then this was Clooney's big like transfer from TV heartthrob yeah. to holy shit, he's like actually an action star, and it was which is kind of pretty a, a badass movie. choice coming out of ER, yeah. and that's your first pick. Oh yeah, for yeah. How yeah. old are you when you saw this movie in the theater and then thought, I need to go get my dad? <laughs> what are you like? And yeah. go. I knew he would love it though, and I know yeah, you're probably like seventeen. Something okay, that's like that. that sixteen, okay. seventeen, and you you knew your dad would love it. That's oh, yeah. crazy, that's so badass. Yeah, your, your dad's he's a gamer. <laughs> Get him in there to watch from dusk till dawn. All right, is it my pick next? Yes. Yeah, you're right. all right. Uh, I am sure. going with uh, amazing movie that I had right after Warrior. Uh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. What is it? Your pick or is it Nick's? No, that's my pick. Nick's was the Nick is Nick Nick just picked Dust Till Dawn. Oh, he picked Dust. Never mind. (laughs) So now it's my pick. I'm lost. Is that okay? Yes. (laughs) God damn it! You may proceed. Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale as Mickey Ward and Dickie Ward. Great name in cinema and real life in the Fighter. Great call. Fuck! I wasn't forgot about that one. Man, that could have been my one of one. But I knew you guys were going to forget about it. There's some good ones here, though. Some good All shit right. out there. Well, I'm about to go see. I mean, this is the thing. This is a podcast. I don't know what our audience is right now. Who knows? But it's literally. I hope they've seen this movie. Us. And I know probably all y'all maybe have seen it. I don't know. But it is one of the best brother movies you could ever ask for. It's heartwarming. It's funny. Um, and it just came out, let's say two years ago and it came from Pixar and that would be Onward, Chris Pratt, Ian and Barley Lightfoot from Onward. And it's just a great tale of two brothers who lost their father 
uh, when they were young, and uh, they have to kind of carry each other. Like the one older brother's the dad. Great movie. You should check it out, even if you don't like Pixar stuff. I feel like it was great, and I feel like it was hurt terribly by the time that it came out and COVID and it went to video on demand and it never got its theater run and I, I feel I like seen it. it's been forgotten so. about yeah I mean it never mm-hmm. had the big you know this thing's breaking records at the box office because I feel like that movie was that movie was great it's good it is a very it a solid movie yeah heartwarming Pixar it gives you the feels at the end like any gives you good the Pixar the beginning too. should do all right and then my final one Again, you're, you're going to find my range at typically like 80s, 90s comedies. Uh, this goes a little bit earlier than that. This is a, a classic film uh, about the sport of hockey. And in this film, you have one of the greatest trio of brothers Violation. in the history of movie. And uh, that would be the Hanson Brothers. The Hanson Brothers playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Not those guys. Oh, sorry. Uh, these dudes, they just love to play hockey. They Not love those to fight. Bob Tops. <laughs> and they love to go out and uh, afterwards and they, they play slot cars and they fight each other. Yeah, I love Mighty Ducks too. Come on, man. <laughs> what movie? Just are admit you, you have about? not seen Slapshot. <laughs> I've never seen. Slap. You said it's. it's oh. You said it's three brothers. I thought it was two. It's three. Twins, no, it's, right? It's the Hanson three. Brothers. The triplets. Three of them. Are they the triplets. The triplets. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Identical I've seen, triplets. I've seen it. And they're played by all the same actor. No, no. it's it's three Actually, guys that kind of look like each other. They, CGI they wasn't wait. there. That's but ridiculous. It's pretty awesome. They play identical triplets. Yeah, they and give it's them, not the like, same they give them giant glasses, <laughs> long they are hair, nasty, That's mean. Ridiculous. You got to see some of just this, those this scenes was, this in the, was the movie. Seventies, dude. This, 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 oh. that, that 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 passed for quality. Dude, Paul Newman's the star of this movie. It's it's not uh, a, a small movie. I mean, Slapshot's great. He does have beautiful eyeballs. So yeah, the Handsome Brothers, Slapshot. So That's he so so they're Paul Newman's identical twin brothers. <laughs> My no. God, this is getting no. even more. Far-fetched. They play for his team. He brings oh, okay. them on because he wants to just kick out the shit out of everybody else say, in the league. You show me two more men convincingly look like he, Paul he Newman. gets them out of Paul Newman gets them out of jail. Okay, okay, I like that by eating eggs. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Wait, not, you've seen Cruel Hands, but you haven't seen Slapshot. <laughs> Uh, what the fuck is that all about? Yeah, you're right. I think that's a, that's a weird. Definitely one of the only ones that have seen <laughs> Cool Hand Luke and not Slapshot. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. That means we're back to uh, Zach. With Zach's finishing pick. it off. With my final pick, I am. I was torn between two, but I'm going to just just go straight with my gut, and I'm going to pick from one of my favorite movies of all time. The game, Michael Douglas and Sean Penn. <laughs> I nice. knew he was going to go there. Damn, nice. I knew I could get them last because you guys weren't going to think of that. I thought of it. I just was like, you just like that doesn't need that to go. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the same way about the uh, Jack Black one. What? It was on like, I'm like, that's Dude, like a rewatchable. I've rewatched that. Is that is a movie rewatchable a movie. It's so funny. You want me to get naked and start the revolution? <laughs> Jack Black <laughs> gets his underwear caught like jumping into the pool. Oh I do God. like Jack Black movies. I just uh, I've never seen that one. That is oh one my of my gosh. favorite Jack, well, par- Jack Black. We might have to do it on the pod if we're gonna do if I was gonna do a comedy movie. Better or worse than Saving Silverman? Oh, that's tough because I really like mm. Saving Silverman. But too. Jack Black better. The, smaller smaller role. Yeah, he's definitely not the star. Uh, the star's Colin Hanks. Uh, there's a bunch of great ancillary characters just like that. It's a very similar movie. Like Jack very Black similar. like steals it. Without Jack Black, that movie is 
A little bit more coming of agey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you haven't you haven't seen it? I have. Totally. Yeah, I, I like how Nate's just got his his Jack and Coke just sitting right next to the uh, the new equipment. I'm waiting for the flow. <laughs> <laughs> when this cuts out, it's because I got too many. The things. ASMR moments are going to be the sparks <laughs> and the. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's us signing like, off. Yeah. It's a high tech studio. <laughs> <Got in there. laughs> All right, Nick, you are up All right. now. All right. Well, um, mm, mm, to round out my uh, beautifully composed, yeah, it's like a composition. It's really thoughtfully symphony. It was like your trombone. Two of your your pairings so far. The brother kills the other brother. Huh. I said two of your pairings so far, the brother kills the other brother. Watch that's out, Vinny. It's kind of wild. As it should be. Vin's going to... Vin's, Vin's, Vin's got... Uh, he's got I, wasn't, I forgot yeah. about it with it from the dust till dawn. Yeah, he puts a stake <laughs> yeah. through his heart. Dude. Yeah. Well, he was a vampire. I mean... Oh, well, yeah. He was going... Brothers, dude. He was already dead, bro. That's what you're going to... Yeah. <laughs> Richie Gackle deserved it. He was a piece of shit. <laughs> All right. Well, since we're on the... Um, oh, gosh. Dang it. All right. What is murdering brothers? Is like it's not fratricide. Is that the right correct term? Fratricide. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nice. Very topically topical. Team fratricide. Have, you have you been studying for have the SAT looking, or something? <laughs> you just been looking up what fratricide. I like to figure out my cool. sides. Are you going back to college? Or? No. All right. Let's go. Um, Only if Indiana Jones returned to teaching would I go to college. <laughs> I love you, Zach. <laughs> so I could find that awesome professor who's also a psychiatrist. And beautiful. <laughs> going back to drama, I'm gonna. I'm also gonna be a, a three-way brother combination. Oh, the Ert brothers, Wyatt, Oops. Virgil, Morgan. Oh, I like that. Kevin Costner, Bill Paxton, and Sam Elliott, Tombstone. Skin Top- that smoke wagon. See what topically happens. topical. Bill Paxton pick. Oh, there you go. No bonus points for that though. Zero bonus points. That's I cannot good. believe. I I am in literal disbelief that this fell to me in the final pick. You all should be deeply ashamed of yourselves. His belief has been dissed. Deeply ashamed of yourselves. Just take Kip and get it over with. The Benedict Twins from Twins. Ah, yeah. Schwarzenegger. That's right. right It was between the Herbs and the Benedicts. Yeah, you got to do it. The herbs win that. But I got to tell you, there's a lot of good stuff left on this list. We could have gone 10 rounds and I would have. Vincent! (laughs) Vincent, you're my brother! I can't Uh, do that. I can't do the Arnold accent, but it's so so funny. It wasn't as Irish as Nate's. Pure gold. I had it on on VHS as a child, taped off of a free HBO run. And uh, man. Again, the late great Mrs. John Travolta. Oh, Mrs. John Travolta just coming through, coming through hot fire with as Marnie. Great name, also. Are we talking about Kelly Preston? Yeah, mm. we're talking about Marnie, Vincent's girlfriend. At some point, she was dating Dan. Oh no, the sister was dating Danny DeVito. So, I was going to say, let's talk about Kelly Preston for a second since we're here. So she's special because she's like a special kind of beautiful at every stage of her career. Yeah, can we agree? Like, she was like crazy hot as a young person, but then like by the time she's like forty, she's like. A whole different kind of crazy hot, yeah. and not even really mom hot. Just no, kind of yeah, super like hot. Yeah. yeah, Kelly Preston. She gets hot. those those facial expressions. Oh man, kind of the, that little. She like, was a great, great actress. I want to get too. wild. I love awesome. a woman that has facial expressions. I completely agree. Jennifer Aniston, not so many lately. I feel like her facial expression game has left her completely with all the work that she's had done. I just watched that Friends thing, and like, except for Phoebe, oh, all really? of them have no facial expressions anymore. Oh, 
All right, yeah, let's go over some of the non-draftees. There are plenty. Dude. Who wants to go first? We got the brothers go in American History X. Yeah. That's a good one. How about, the, how about so from one that's in the vault that, that one day might be released? The Lawler Lawler brothers from Sing, Sing Street. Street. I had them yeah. on my list. Adam, I, I hurt me not to. I love those brothers, but I, I sh- I'm ashamed that I didn't pick them. But. Mm. Brandon, Mikey from the Goonies. Yep, good one. Oh, dude. There's a bunch of brothers in Legends of the Fall, kind of similar to uh, the Earp brothers. Oh, I didn't even think about uh, Daniel Day Lewis and the Indian dude and Last Mohicans. Oh, that's a great call. That. I was like, oh, great that call. Was right now, we're about to get canceled. How about the McLean brothers from River Runs Through It? Yep, yep. So good. Uh, Doughboy and Ricky Baker, Boys uh, in the Hood. That was in the Hood. That was the other that's potential that's pick classic. for my last. Another Bill Paxton, Simple Plan. Bill Paxton and Ooh. Billy Bob Thornton. The uh, the Winklevi from Social Oh, from Social, Social Network. Network. I wouldn't have thought of that one. Okay, how about the Great Brothers from what, What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Grape. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the brothers in Foxcatcher, uh, the guy with the great abs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christian Bale and his brother in uh, The Prestige. And and Christian Bale and yeah. his... No, no, never mind. Christian Bale and Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Um, Kip and Napoleon. And wow, Weasley yeah. brother and the Weasleys, as no. you mentioned, Weasleys Weasleys get left off the list. Virgil and Turk Malloy, Ocean's Eleven, the the, the boys from Utah. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, what's Casey, his name? Casey, Casey Affleck, Affleck and uh, Scott Con Con. Yeah. What about the Maine brothers from Star Is Born? Oh yeah, Jack Jackson and his brother. I, my dude with so that beautiful Sam mustache. Oh my goodness! And, and, and the whole thing about stealing his voice. So just nobody's the one. Blues Brothers. I know. Nah, Again, yeah. the, I was waiting for that. Like, <laughs> how the four blues brothers have been neglected now twice. Now, Pants, pandering <laughs> Brad pick. Frank we, wanted to pick them nah. so bad. I didn't know. I, I, I did not want to, <laughs> but I knew they were available. Robin Hood and Will Scarlet, oh, <laughs> Kevin Costner, goodness. and Christian Slater. Christian Slater, oh, Prince of Thieves. Excellent. Another one. Of my Loki favorites. and Thor for all our our Marvel listeners. Yeah. What about the Logan brothers from Logan's Lucky? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty solid one. Connor so, and Murphy McManus, Boondock Saints. Oh, yeah, I had them call. on my list. So, so here, here's a couple that, that they, they play brothers in two different movies, the same two guys. And it's to, they're not supposed to be this. They're not the same set of brothers. Both are directed by Ed Burns. Ed Burns uh, and uh, I forget the other guy's name. But in the, the Fitz, they're the Fitzpatrick's and she's the one and the McMullins and Brothers McMullen, both directed by Ed Burns. Those sound like very Irish movies. Dude, they are really good movies. Um, and they one of those might eventually come on the pod. But that those two are... That's how you know I picked sort of for the judges because those are two of my absolute favorites, especially She's the One, and I just bailed on them because I know nobody knows who they are. Richie, mean, uh, Richie and Chaz, the Royal Tenenbaums? Mm-hmm. Good one. Yeah. Is uh is the, one of the brothers uh, the skinny guy that's the friend from... Knocked up. You mean Jay Baruchel? Jay Baruchel is he one of the brothers? No. Oh, is that a different movie, or is that, that a, the movie that you're talking about? I thought you said she's, she's, out she's out of my, the one. She's out of my league. Oh, he's out of your right. league. Yeah. Different. She's, movie. Movie. she's the one. Movie. Is like uh, apologize. It's got Jennifer Aniston and uh, Cameron Diaz. It's kind of an indie though, and Ed Burns. And oh, uh, who's the? Is it John Mahoney? Is the dad? Sounds like Adam Sandler stars in this too. Is no, that not? It's, it's it's good, really good, but just kind of '90s off the beaten path. Jennifer Aniston when she had all sorts of facial expressions. I like that. She was. Have you seen the morning show on Apple TV? Oh yeah, okay. it's great. I love Reese Witherspoon too. Yeah, they're great. 
I haven't watched the second season. Fresh. Second season, I think, just came out on that. Did it just come yeah, out? Yeah, I oh, have not shit. have not perused that yet. Coming out. I gotta say, I feel good about my chances. It's like, it's a good list. I think, I think, like I think they're all good drafts. Let's let's recap real quick. We got uh, the Conlon brothers for okay. This is uh, this is Nate's draft. He's got the Conlon brothers from Warrior, Charlie and Ray Babbitt from Rain Man, Tanner and Toby Howard, Hell or High Water, Julius and Vincent Benedict from Twins. God, I like it. Got light right at the end there. I don't know. It's a heavy <laughs> draft. <laughs> heavy draft. Nick comes in with the uh, the step brothers, uh, then Mike and Frito Corleone mm. from The Godfather. Uh, Seth and Richie Gecko from Dust Till Dawn, and Wyatt Virgil and Morgan Earp from Tombstone. A lot of blood, a lot of blood in that. That's... Should be disqualified because that's three. But okay, let's move. On. <laughs> what, what what does three mean? Brothers does not there, mean a pair. I didn't say brothers is. <laughs> <laughs> there was no asterisk brother eye or whatever. <laughs> brothers Christ. Uh, <laughs> Zach comes in with uh, Jack Black and Colin Hanks from Orange County. Mike and Dave from Mike and Dave need uh, wedding, wedding dates. Dicks. <laughs> wedding day. Uh, Mikey and Dickie Ward from The Fighter, and then Michael Douglas and Sean Penn from The Game. It's so funny to hear my one of one after it. <laughs> Zach picked for himself and nobody else. And then finally, I came out with the McKenzie brothers from Strange Brew, Castor and Pollux Troy from Face Off, Ian and Barley Lightfoot from Onward, and finally, the Hanson brothers from Slapshot. All right, we're going to go grab some judges, and we'll be back in a second. All right, we're bringing in a couple of guest judges today, and we are lucky enough to have on the podcast today our recurring judge, Mr. Scotch Beck. Scott, how are you doing this evening? Doing very well. Thank good, you for being here. see you guys. Thanks for being here, brother. Um, we also have another guest judge for our draft, and it's a really, really special guest for us tonight. We have our very own Bradley's. Big brother, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Andrew. Andrew, are Yo. you there? Right here. All right, Andrew. So the movie we're talking about today is Frailty, Matthew McConaughey, Bill Paxton. I know you're super familiar with it. Um, <laughs> basic question of the movie is, uh, so the so there's two brothers, right? An older brother, younger brother. The dad comes in when they're about, uh, we're going to say 11 and 9, 11 and 8. The dad comes in one night. By all means, he's a great dad. He comes into their room one night and tells them, hey, God spoke to me. I had a vision. We're killing demons. And uh, I got a list of people that live all around town, and we're going to go pick them up, and we're going to kill them with this axe that I found. What do you think, boys? And uh, so I'm just curious, Andrew, which which brother would you be? Would you be the brother that's thinking, all right, let's uh, let's go kill some demons with dad. I'm believing everything dad's saying. Or would you be the dad, that, uh, the brother that's skeptical of uh, of dad's plan? I kind of have an idea of which one you would be. If I'm being completely <laughs> and also state the, the age, yeah, the age. yeah, yeah. No, um, it doesn't matter. He can pick whichever brother he wants to be. Oh no, I'm. They would be uh, to paraphrase an early Pink Floyd song. They'd have to tell me careful with that axe, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was thinking about this, bro, that that honestly, like, I feel like I would be the one who would be like, nah, I don't know about this as the younger brother. And you'd be like, get your ass over here. We're killing some demons. Shut like, the fuck up, Brad, and pick up the pipe. <laughs> Hit this demon know, over the head. Convincing, so. No, no exactly. that's true. That's true. And that's that's kind of the, the, the premise of the movie is is when, if you trust your dad as a little kid, like how far are you willing to uh, to follow him if he's uh, doing some crazy shit? Yeah, if you got a, you have you have a dad that is like all about you know motivation 
Like your dad. (laughs) I mean, I think he'd be a pretty convincing demon hunter. I remember hearing some story about when when Andrew was like a senior in high school and and, uh, his dad was the head coach. Got Andrew so fired up that he went out and like, paralyze somebody or put in the hospital or something on a kickoff Is all that- right well uh, <laughs> get started um no no there was a couple of times i did black out one time but that, was, that, was my, that was my junior year all of a sudden there's but, a, max, um, a few people dead in the yeah. basement and, and it, you know, I, lost a couple of years i'm also one of the only people he's ever kicked out of practice so whatever that's <laughs> hey we've, we've got that in common andrew my dad kicked me off his own team that <laughs> Well, and, well, the, and the dad, well, the, 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 I was just thinking about it, including our uh, uh, the special guest judge and all of you. I know all of your dads, and uh, you all have awesome dads, and there's just no doubt about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of our dads uh, would would bury us in a, a a cellar for weeks on end with no food or water. Just to prove a point to God. We don't have a cellar, so. Yeah. (laughs) We'd have to dig that bitch. (laughs) They'd give us food. (laughs) All right, Andrew. Uh, Glad to have you here, brother. I think think Zach's dad's leading the poker points, so on VP. So um, that's impressive in its own right. He very possible, very possibly is very, very, uh, very into the into the card playing these days. Uh, COVID, COVID can COVID will do that to you. All right, so we're going to move into the draft. Brad is going to kind of read off very quickly our teams, and then Andrew and Scott are going to just briefly discuss and kind of eliminate teams that they don't like, and we're going to come to a – you guys can either pick your own team or you guys can come to a consensus team. Um, I kind of like the idea of if there is a tie between you guys, we have to call your dad and have him decide <laughs> which team is the best. Um, I don't know if we have the technological capability to do that, but uh, I, I like that idea. So, Brad, bed. <laughs> that's true. It is nine fifteen. So let's see, uh, Brad. What do we got here? What are, What are the teams? Just one more time. Team one. All right, team one, that was... Uh, Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you were supposed to... Yeah, you can't tell us who it is. You've oh, got to just read the yeah, list. Yeah. Team one. So, I, was team to, one. I was trying to prep you, Brad. Team My bad, one. yeah. No, thank you for that. Uh, team one, Conlon Brothers from Warrior, Charlie and Ray Babbitt from Rain Man, Tanner and Toby Howard from Heller High Water, Julius and Vincent Benedict from Twins. Uh, team two, Step Brothers. Mike and Frito Corleone from The Godfather. Uh, Seth and Richie Gecko from, from Dust Till Dawn. Wyatt Virgil Morgan Earp from Tombstone. And then finally, uh, third, Team 3, Jack Black, uh, Colin Hanks from Orange County. Mike and Dave from Mike and Dave uh, Need Wedding Dates. Mickey and Dickie Ward, The Fighter. Michael Douglas and Sean Penn from The Game. And then Team 4, McKenzie Brothers from Strange Brew. Castor and Pollux Troy from Face Off. Ian and Barley Lightfoot from Onward and Hanson Brothers from Slapshot. All right, Scott, we're going to throw it to you first. Let's let's get a couple of thoughts on uh, on some of these teams Andrew's contemplating. Yeah, um, right off the bat, there, there's uh, some good things and some bad things. The bad things are there's more movies that I haven't seen on this list than previous. Oh. So that. And I, and I don't like that that hurts teams, but that's just the way it goes. It makes for good pod, though. It makes, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and, and, and good we, I reserve the right to ridicule you. Well, just in some ways, that could be a badge of honor, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to hearing um, why I'm wrong as why they, they're not good. But 
there's definitely some on here. Um, Step Brothers isn't just out of the park home run first round pick. Um, and the McKenzie Brothers Strange Brew is definitely, I mean, that's a sentimental favorite. Grew up with that movie, love that movie. So that's huge points there. And then, of course, I think it, my, my, my first thing I thought of was this is the best fourth round of drafting that I think I've seen yet. This is, that's, those are solid picks all across the board in that last round. That's awesome. Especially the Hanson brothers with slap shot. Um, and I can't believe I didn't think when I was doing my list, how did I not think of this? Cause that's my favorite movie of all time. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Oh my I'm just, God. I'm, without revealing who this was, I'm going to say that this whole fucking draft is oh. under protest. Oh now, now been, that's um, 18 drafts that over, um, He's been saying that protest. for over 25 years. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be my pick. That's it, definitely, that's, that's some big points. But the other picks in round four, Castor and Pollock's Troy, that movie's awful. And Pollock's Troy is kind of a weak wait, wait, character. Wait, wait, wait. So that's not round four. You're saying it's to be clear. That's team four. I was I was talking about round four. Round four at the bottom. I was talking about round four. I'm, oh, not, talk, okay. I'm not talking oh. team four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying round four. I was saying round four. The okay. fourth round picks from everybody. Yeah. Okay. Was this all? Sorry if that was confusing. But you were saying, but but Castor and Pollock's Troy were not round four. They were the fourth. I'm saying so. I'm saying team four. Oh, got it. Okay, okay. In in that or for that team because the Hanson brothers and McKinsey brothers were so good. Right, I love those picks. I'm saying I'm not a big fan of the, of the set, their second pick, and I don't even know what onward is. So that's what I'm saying. Joe, don't think that it's over. I like you that. get you get points. I like for, that. You get points for not. <laughs> so, no, so anyway, um, yeah, uh, Andrew, you want to uh, jump in have, with any thoughts? Okay. Well, I mean, I was uh, kind of inventing my own scoring here, I guess. And I was thinking to myself, okay, first thing to do is I need to pick four all-stars to just like round out kind of an all-star team uh, for movies. So I also had some of the same ones there, but I have three 80s and 170s. My 70s is Slapshot, the Hanson Brothers, of course. And I was—I've uh, never seen Slapshot two or three, but I heard that part three is all about the Hanson brothers. Uh, and then the other three are the '80s: Strange Brew, Mackenzie Brothers, uh, the Babbitts from Rain Man, and I love me some Schwarzenegger DeVito twins. I that movie kicked mm-hmm. ass, and still does. It's a great movie. Uh, Beetroot is one of the more vile characters in all of. Not since uh, I don't think he got surpassed with the. Uh, the no country for old men, but still that was, uh, that's a pretty rotten dude. Old beetroot. That, uh, that might be the first time that beetroot and the Javier Bardem from, uh, no country for old men have been compared. <laughs> I like that a lot. Hey, they were very, both twisted dudes. Very similar performances. Um, you know, so that's, that's the four that I have. And you notice two of them are from team one and two of them are from team four. Now, this is where it sucks because I, you know, this is where my lameness and kind of, you know, my, my cringy rule about only watching movies I've already seen before, which is obviously. <laughs> that's an interesting so, rule. Can you explain that? Sounds that, like rule a that sounds like a Nate. I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it because team three, I'm talking O for four golden sombrero. Can you repeat, can you repeat your rule? You only watch movies you've seen before. 
Yeah. That's... That was more of a guideline, obviously. I'm... Otherwise... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, team two, I've seen all those, but I just couldn't make them all stars. I do love Dust Till Dawn's great. Uh, the, the, the herbs, I mean, that's real people, so I don't know how that's exactly a thing. But, you know. You mean brothers? It... <laughs> but. <laughs> And, and, you know, I also thought I would uh, throw in the fact that I was a little disappointed. I, I kind of picked my own four, and I got I got the uh, Brand and Mikey Walsh. I thought it was a very touching brother relationship from the Goonies. And, um, and also, Michael and Sam from Lost Boys is a very touching. Oh, uh, yeah. We didn't mention that. Good call. There. That's a really we, good one. You just got one that we, haven't, that we didn't call. Uh, my third free agent would be a um, very serious movie from the late 90s, um, difficult movie uh, with Ed Norton and Ed Furlong, old uh, Derek and Donnie, or Derek and Danny from American History X. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talk- one of our honorable mentions. We yeah. love that. Yeah. That's a tough one. And then my, my, my number one brothers of the free agents, I have got to go with all four of the Prophet brothers. A little pride from Overboard with Kurt Russell. Oh my God! <laughs> great. Those are some great brothers. That is a great relation. And I'm I'm sad that I missed boy. that one. That's a good that's you know, a good call. Travis, no Roy. <laughs> Roy. <laughs> it's not and me, Mom. Forget. It's Roy. <laughs> don't forget the kid that talks like Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman yeah. kid. She needs food. So that's and if I had one. to pick one, because obviously it's, it's it's almost a tie between one and four, but there's not such a thing as a tie. And since this is a brother show, and I can tell Team Four is Brad, I just know my brother. <laughs> it's, you know, he loved that movie Face Off for some reason. I agree with Scott. And um, you know, Onward sounds like one of those one-word Pixar movies, and less than <laughs> you know, God, less than a dozen people in this county know more about Pixar than Brad. <laughs> And we got plenty over half a million people in this county. Oh That's, man, he knows a lot. And of course, Slapshot—he's loved Slapshot since he, since back when you guys were, were in like junior high and we were playing uh, NHL '93 on the Genesis, yep. watching Slapshot. Which it's weird because that movie came out in the late '70s, and then it kind of had like this huge resurgence yeah. in like the like early '90s. That got popular. Yeah, that was only in your household. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they had commercials. They started getting all kinds of like the toys got big again, like at Toys R Us. And yeah, I, I have a, the act, the little setup of the three Hanson brothers, like the little models when they're, they're oh, wow. yeah. That's awesome. mm-hmm. So, so sorry. So you were going to pick number four because you love your brother. Or you were going to be like, you know, nope, just like a big I, brother. You were going to dick. I do love <laughs> or just like I know. You know I, um, I hope this helps make up for some of the, you know, psychological torture <laughs> <laughs> so scott what do you got uh, okay so just real quick some of my free agents um and you may have discussed them earlier uh jake and elwood blues the blues brothers have gotten shafted on our on our drafts now twice because they yeah. andrew you picked them up in in our music draft back in the day in the fourth round which was w- way too late for them and now they didn't even get in the I, I couldn't believe it that they weren't on the list. Now, no. are, are they actually brothers? Yeah, are Jake they? and Elwood Blues. Yeah, well, well, as far I guess they are. I, I thought they grew up in the orphanage together. Yeah, they're neither brother. funny nor good but, either, but so step, that's but, really the problem. But stepbrothers was... We said adopted brothers, stepbrothers work, yeah. so okay. I think that, that would work. And then uh, the Boondock Saints, yeah, those brothers, okay. Um, John Cusack and Will Wheaton in Stand By Me. 
Oh, John yeah. Cusack, it, like it's just because he he dies, right? And so there's all these flashbacks of him and his and his, John okay. Cusack is such a great character, yeah. To his brother, and he's such a great role model, and that's just, to me that's like one of the most touching. Oh. We talked about Cusack earlier in the in the pod. There's definitely right. uh, definitely some some Cusack vibes going. Yeah, on. Um, and then another one kind of similar. It was like Jed and Matt from Red Dawn. Oh. So uh, it was uh, um, Charlie Sheen and um, Patrick Swayze. My favorite oh, brother of, uh, of John Cusack's, my favorite brother of his was that w- w- weird little brother on Better Off Dead. Oh, Better yeah. Off Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> $2. Badger. That's Badger. 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 He has all the chicks in his room at one point. He's got <laughs> How to Pick Up Slutty Women or whatever oh, yeah. it was. His book. Tra- trash oh, women. That's yeah. great. I'd, forgot. I'd, forgot. Uh, I'd forgot. That's a good okay. That's it. Oh, Matt said I missed that one. But as far as the teams go, um, so the the team that's jumping out to me as as being solid across the board is team 2 and cuz step brothers is is such a great pick mike and fred i mean that's just a, an epic movie seth and richie gecko i love dust till dawn it's a horrible movie i'm a huge fan of it i love it so much and then i also picked you know the herbs um so all four of those to me are great and the only problem with the other teams as I haven't seen Warrior. That's a horrible mistake that you should probably I know. I've heard it's great. Team one actually is it Rain Man's awesome. Hell or High Water was a great movie. It took me a while to remember what it was. That's the one with uh, Chris Pine. And yes. yeah, it's very such good. a great movie. And then Twins. That that's a solid team too. Well, you, I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll allow you to amend your uh, pick in a week when you come back and uh, after I watch Warrior. Warrior. <laughs> right. And Hell or High Water. Okay. And then, yeah, so my personally, my pick is team two. All right, so we got team two and team four as our winners under protest. We will update you guys next week on <laughs> who won the arm wrestling match between Andrew and Scotchback. <laughs> Wait a minute. We can get mathematical here because, look, I said... It was four, one, two, three. Okay, I like that. I like that. Let's let's go with no. this thread. Oh. Let's pull this thread. So let's do a little ranking. So I got to rank them. Four, one, two, three. What is your rank? Okay, I'm going to go two. Two, one, four, three. Which would wow. put... The same thing. No. I was third in Andrews. I was I, no, I, don't get it. I was, was second in both. I think that means yeah, that I'm, I'm, I think I win. I think that means Nate wins. I think what it means is that uh <laughs> Yeah, we just we'll talk we'll stop talking about that. I think so I, <laughs> I wish I would have known so the rule that not... in order for Andrew to judge your picks, you had to pick movies that came out before nineteen ninety five. I didn't realize I stand that was... by all of the brothers I chose. If he watched onward, he would he would give full respect to uh to my list. And math is hey, not fun. Hey, Thank you, <laughs> Andrew, for the math. And by the way, Zach, I know that you were team three. I just know it. <laughs> it was it was pretty obvious. If I one and two, I'm not sure. I'm leaning one to be Nate and two to be Nick, but I'm not sure. After the Warrior Correct. comment, I had all four teams. I knew who was who. Well, of course, he got fist bumped. But I, I knew you were four. Yeah. I, knew, <laughs> I gave him shit. I was pretty sure Nick was two, based just pretty much based on Step Brothers and, and Tombstone. I don't know why that made me. Th- and, yeah. Well, actually, Godfather for some reason. I think it seems like that's a big movie. In your it's family. Italian, yeah. yeah. 
So. <laughs> he, he made a lot of. He, he butchered the names of all the Italian uh, actor uh, the characters. <laughs> we and he, he, and he made fun of Italians of earlier. So yeah. yeah, didn't he say Frito earlier? He said Frito, Frito. Uh, I think he added an uh at the end of it. And he, Corleone and Corleone. <laughs> oh man, he got Michael right though. So that's good. <laughs> So what is so what's the consensus here? Are we going to say are we so, going to so say that, here, that Nate or are we going to say that Nick? Well, no, no, scroll up. So here, here, here this doesn't help. Us. This actually doesn't help us because say we add up your places and the lowest score wins. Okay, so then so lowest I, score would be mine. Mine would be a four. Okay, and then lowest score. What do you mean lowest? Well, oh, I see. Yeah. First, so second, if we went three, two, one, zero. Then we all have fours. Us three all have fours. It, right, exactly. So it actually is worse. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So that really, the only consensus that we can reach tonight is that I lost <laughs> yeah. terribly, that, that, and that's enough for I'm me. I'm fine with that. Yeah, man, this has been a great night for me. First, Nate shits all over my movie that I pick, and then I get last place by consensus in the uh, in the draft. It's I, all right. I've been holding down last place I, for I, quite I really, a few. I drafts. really struggled with whether or not I should come on here and play nice, and then I was like, Zach will not. Zach, Zach's going to see right through my charade. I'm I just going to tell him straight up. I would never. I would never ever tell you that a movie you liked was good if I didn't think it was good. I fully understand that, yeah. <laughs> and I, I fear that is, that's coming. Hey. Andrew Scotch, thanks so much for coming on the pod tonight, guys. And uh, yeah, thank you, guys. Anything to plug, gentlemen? Uh, I don't know. Um, Math. <laughs> <laughs> um, my album's coming out soon. I talked about it last time. Uh, What's that website? Because I checked it out last yeah. night. There's a bunch of clips of the songs that you can yeah, play. Yeah. It's really cool. Scotchbeck.com. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's coming out uh, next month, twenty seventh. July, July, July 27th of 2021. And I got, I got to give props to both Andrew and Scott because uh, they performed last week at uh, Blaker Brewing. And to uh, all accounts, it sounded like it was a great time. And uh, the guitar club that made their professional debut uh, uh, under the tutelage of Andrew Franca as well as Scott, they uh, they played awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Angelite is the name of the band. Actually, they're no, no longer formally known as the Houston Guitar Club because now they're, gra- they're all graduated. <laughs> That's but, true. Uh, yeah. And they formed Angelite. a band. Yeah. Angelite or Angelite? I'm not sure. The is that like Angel Light? Like, like Bud Light? Crystal. It's all one word. Oh. Angelite. They opened with the, uh, the, uh, one of the songs from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the, uh, the, the girl. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, sex yeah. Sex bomb. Yeah. No, not the yeah. sex bombs. The, uh, the other girl's band. The, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my friend. Friend of friend. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was great. Oh, that's a good call. That's good. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And, 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 also... Matt's, and Matt's daughter. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stella, Matt's yeah. daughter, daughter Stella. To she Florida. killed. Amy Winehouse. That was yeah. unreal. Yeah, What's Stella she sing? I told you I was trouble? Um, I tell you, Valerie. Valerie. Oh, okay, okay. Valerie was amazing. Um, and as far as Angelite, uh, they're on the Instagram. They're Angelite band. But uh, in fact, the guitar player from Angelite actually painted. Uh, well, we that would be the second person to paint an album cover for Scott Beck that's here. That's right. (laughs) Oh, I love it. And that's at Angelite Band on Instagram. All right. Dude, our, our media empire is going to start to grow, I feel like. I, I feel yeah. like we're going to just start to incorporate everything. This mm-hmm. huge conglomerate is going to be awesome. 
So yeah, pretty soon it'll be the yeah. <laughs> okay, so who's up next week, guys? That would be me. All right, Nate. So what movie are we going to be doing next week, and what is going to be our draft category? Hopefully, you came prepared because you shamed me last week for not. Being prepared. <laughs> okay, so I am going to select the, the big guns are finally coming out, fellas. We're going to watch Office Space. And let the audience know he is shirtless at the moment. (laughs) Let the record show that the guns are out. And our draft category is going to be Best Cinema Workplace. Ooh, I like that. And does that equal TV? Or just movies. No, it's always <laughs> movies. God damn. Yes, every week. I just want to know. This is a fucking movie podcast, Zach. <laughs> just saying. It could be a m- movie TV podcast. I, I mean, I know you uh, choose TV movies for your choices, <laughs> we but... We could do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the mini... Frailty, the miniseries. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> the Sunday night special. I, I did watch it in 13 episodes. Oh. <laughs> uh, you yes. know, uh, you know, Mike Judge uh, was very against the uh, the the cover design of that the post the movie poster. He did not like the work sucks thing. Oh, I he, didn't know that. He so, hated it so much. So wait a minute, Andrew. This is a movie that you've seen, so that means you can watch it. I love Mike Judge. Uh, <laughs> much anything he does, I will give it. Breaks I the rule. But but you have not watched Silicon Valley. Uh, I have watched some of that. I, okay. I have. You didn't I have. It? Actually, I watched pretty much most of the first season, and I loved the the the, uh, the big the boss guy who's like sort of like a freaky genius. And then he passed away in real life, right. and that was kind of weird. Then uh, Scott and I pretty much get regular updates and synopsises from uh, Keith Cole. So <laughs> he tells us about every episode, and he did tell us about. What sounds like probably one of the more intense scenes in the history of uh, written comedies, with uh, where they mathematically work out the um, <laughs> pleasure each other. I mean, in the whole audience. Yep. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Put the tips uh, together. So, so yeah, so so it's going to be Office Space next week, and it's going to be the draft category is Best Cinema Workplace. Yeah, love it. Hey, this was fun, guys. Love we'll it. see you guys next week. Thanks for coming to Bev's Video Kingdom. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys.